Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the MTG Complex cast. My name is John, and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts Chris e. and Steven. What's up? Who are you people? As well as a very special guest, Mr. Dan Genova. Howdy. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Dan is a staple of the Northern Californian PPTQ MCQ scene for around 20 caches to his name he's also our first hashtag sponsored player and uh by sponsored i mean i uh i lost a bet so i had to give him an mtg conflict shirt (laughs) uh this week we're going to be interviewing dan about his uh career in magic and catching up on some weekend events for the modern format before we get into that we're going to get into our weekly roundup where we talk about what decks we've been playing and what we've been up to for these last few weeks and as always i guess we'll start with chris well um because snow is a shit deck um (laughs) which means i can't actually win playing it i decided Uh to instead play a much better deck wait that's illegal but um you know, I, I bought these Okos for a reason, so I just decided to throw some Okos into Amulet, because why not? Would you say that you are, in fact, in love with the Oko? I'm in love with the Coco. It's been alright. At this point, you did get them for the Lolo. Ah, uh, yeah. So I <laughs> I just YOLO bought three foil pre-release ones, because I was like, eh, you know, our good buddy Ivan was like, you should play these in Amulet. And I was like, eh, I don't even know about that. It seems kind of like, what does it really do with the deck? But, you know, just in case it ends up being good, yeah, I'll just, just buy foils. It's fine. What's your profit margin right now on that? What's your um, delta? <laughs> $60 each. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good call, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I figured like, <laughs> well, you know, the, the foils were not that much comparatively to what the non-foils were. Right. So I was like, eh, fuck it. I'll just buy the foils instead. Maybe they will be good in amulet and I'll play them there in their already foil. And I figured that the card has to go up in value, right? Or it's pretty fucking busted. Yeah. <laughs> so you've made more money on speculating on Oko than you have playing Magic the last like month, right? <laughs> um. When when was the MCQ? I don't know. <laughs> was it a month ago? Yeah. Was it like yeah, exactly a month sure. ago? <laughs> for sure. I have yeah. <laughs> But uh, with the power of Oko, I managed to um, cash FNM yeah, for the like, first time in like what three weeks? Yeah, by beating down a small child on your yes. way to victory. Ouch! Yes, a, a small Ouch. child who was playing a red white knight deck. I You're guess. the worst. Poor kid. <laughs> You're a bad person. Poor yeah, kid. I, I felt a little bit bad, but it's like, what am I supposed to do? You know. Not I look win. over. And I just see you sitting across from a kid, and the kid is just kind of, like, fiddling with, like, a bucket with, like, a coloring book. 
at oh, like ne- next to them oh. on the floor, like not paying attention to the game. And I was like, yep, he's Why'd doing ambulant do things. He's doing ambulant things. Why did you gotta do that, man? <laughs> so, I mean, like, I went turn game one, like, turn one amulet, turn two, girl chamber Oko, make a food. Right. And then she goes, like, turn two, play this three one night. I don't know what it's called. Some standard night that has adventure. I don't know. It's a three one. Cool. I untap, like, stir, play a second amulet. And I, I think I consider, like, do I just trade my food with this knight? God. <laughs> Night of the Sixth Pride. Uh, but, but instead, I just like make another food or something. Who cares? And next turn, I just kind of kill her because I have two amulets in play. Good job. See, like, you didn't have to play the second amulet. You didn't have to do it. But it's like, it just prolongs the inevitable. Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, instead of just one-shotting you, I'm just going to kill you over the course of like two or three turns, getting two lands every time along the way. Yeah, and then he could like maybe lose to the kid, like old Mike. Right, did. like once, like ah, oh, dang, kids like. You should have gone for the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then game two, I like mold a six, and then draw off the top like second aim, and then just like basically turn two, three of them, any again. It's like, sorry, dude. <laughs> wow. Good I mean, job. she could have blocked, and then just kind of <laughs> didn't. Could have blocked. <laughs> Wow, now you're critiquing the kid's play. Go to to be fair, what a to be monster. Fair, I, didn't, I didn't swing for full lethal. I double amulated, but I didn't full for sw- full lethal because I felt bad. You fucking flexed oh, on the kid wow. even and, harder. And she just like took it. I was like, all right, I, have, I, can, I can respect that. That's a lot of damage. And then she didn't swing back because I had vigilance and fucking it. Right, so we have a we have an impartial party here. I'm going to I'm going to let Dan give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down on that one like gladiator style. <laughs> no, nah, that's right. You got to play with your food. You have to you have to let the kid know about the business. You can't keep them uh what's the word for it? Innocent forever. Yeah, play with your food. He already was playing with his food. He was playing fucking Oko. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, I mean, at, at least I didn't trade my food with her knight. It's like, what's the what's the picture? It's like from some like MMO game or whatever, and it's like doing this will destroy the item, and then in the item description it says a human child. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, let's uh, let's let's get past you whomping on this kid. Since I, we've I defeated got four this, people. This poor child. Um, <laughs> then I played a uh, a Chris mirror. Yeah. The other Chris was playing I get apparently there's a blue white Eldrazi Stoneforge deck. Yeah. Sounds spicy. I already love it. I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Um we ended up drawing because I feel like I completely threw away game two. Good job. Um but it did involve him gaining a lot of life off of a batter skull with a sword of fire and ice on it. I mean I was trying to get with like <laughs> stuff, but he did have a lot of life, so when it came time to kill him, I actually um, got down, was like down at five life, and I just kind of forgot that he could. He, so he like vials in a Vendillion click, and then he equips the Sword of Fire Ice and just kills me with it. And I like totally forgot that like the Vendillion click could could like kill me. Do something. <laughs> So it's like, oh, I could have like you know tried to find an answer for the the click or the sword or something. The old- I just didn't the old die to a flash creature 
And so, Excellent. Oh, well then, and then we didn't have enough time to finish game three. Mission failed. We'll get them next time. So, we started game three with like three minutes on the clock. So, it was like, yeah, not going <laughs> Excellent. Happen. Um, then I played in Scapeshift, and so I had a I had a very interesting I like it's the most galaxy brain line I've had in you know uh, a couple weeks. So he, I managed to win a game where he was the first one to resolve a primeval titan, which is usually not how this thing works with primeval <laughs> titan mirrors. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> that's some that's some unusual shit right there. <laughs> yeah, so he gets like uh, plays titan. You know, Valka Mountain, whatever. Whatever he got. Two mountains. Shoots me for six. I go to 14. And he's at, like, 19 or something. 17? I don't know. It was it was at enough where he could have survived single... Um, yeah, I think he was at 17. Because he could survive haste plus double strike. So I needed to double haste plus double strike. And I had two amulets, but I had Boros Garrison in my hand. You know, as you, as you do. So I sat there thinking, 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 how, 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 how do I do the the kill or like force him to to block? So I finally came up with it. You okay, so I had him play just my two amulets and a um colony garden, I think, and a growth chamber. So you play garrison, make four mana. Make a uh, man off your garden or whatever. So you have five. Return the garden. Tap the ghost chamber. You have seven. You play the titan. Floating a white or a red. Whichever one. Mm-hmm. Then you go get haste land plus gemstone mine. Ah. So you untap them the first time. <laughs> tap gemstone mine. Activate on the titan. Let them untap again. And then go to combat. Because you don't have enough mana to activate it again. Right? Uh-huh. So then you attack. With the attack, you get Vasuva plus the Double Strike land. Vasuva copying Boros Garrison. They don't have the first time. You tap the Sun Home for a colorless. One eternity later. And you tap Vasuva for red white. Using the red white, you activate the Seer Stronghold again to make it 10 power. They untap again. You tap the Garrison for red white. You have one full colorless floating from the Sun Home originally. And then the Gemstone Mine for four man to Double Strike your Titan to attack for 20. If you hadn't told me this already, I swear every time you tell me these amulet stories, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, mm, mm, mm. I know some of these words. <laughs> so he has to he has to trump walk with his titan. He goes down to really low life total. He has to pay for a fact in his upkeep, and he does the big die. Got him. Hashtag got him. Hashtag never didn't have it. <laughs> never didn't have it. Yeah, I feel like in that in that like that pseudo mirror when like someone resolves titan it's just like the what is it the like run good luck <laughs> you're, yeah, but I mean, you're like in having danger it's like the only way i could have possibly won after having the second like titan after him right yeah but usually you just lose when you draw one of your combo lands because he's like yeah and it's, it's important like, i had a colony garden because if I had just the um, growth chamber, I wouldn't even have double green to cast my titan in the first place. <laughs> yeah, One very of the few times that colony garden go. is actually like super important for things other than blocking. Yeah, it turns out making green mana pretty good. <laughs> Forest MVP. So that was interesting. 
And then round four, I play against um, Marty Pyromancer. And game one, he goes, LOL, turn three, Blood Moon. <laughs> game one. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did the die. Yeah, I'd imagine. I was beat down by a... What the hell is it? A seasoned Pyromancer? They just attacked <laughs> me ten times. Nice. Wow. It didn't yeah. even make tokens? No, he discarded two lands. <laughs> wow. That's how, that's how you know you're actually really good at the game when you just attack your opponent ten times and they die. Mm-hmm. It's the old Snapcaster boogaloo right there. Yep. I basically died to Windrake without flying. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Windrake with a harder casting cost. <laughs> <laughs> with Blood Moon, not really. Oh, uh, that's fair. <laughs> and then uh, game two, he turned three Blood Moons me again. Huh? But uh, jokes on him. I had a. Uh, I, I was able to slip an Oko into play before the Blood Moon came down. Uh huh. Get wrecked. So I, uh, I I made a food into an elk. It's like, <laughs> all right, if we're gonna do nothing, I'm gonna have a three three, which kicks your two two's ass if you play it. <laughs> then he played a Dead Heart Arcanist, which I turned into an elk. <laughs> <laughs> and then it tra- I, then it traded with my food elk, I believe. Is and he played is, another Arcanist, which I also turned into an elk. Is turning things into elks good yes it's very good yeah so it's beast I, within every turn because i don't want him to yeah. like rebuy yeah. a bull or a thought seize or something right so i just and he like k commands like shock the oko and rebuy the arcanist or maybe he discards me i don't know replays it i'm like oh okay it's still an elk <laughs> <laughs> i think he got to rebuy like one thing off of his arcanist because he had two in play at once and i can only turn one into an elk at a time uh huh. Um, but I, I, I didn't. I didn't draw. So I just randomly drew two forests that game. So I hard cast a Bailoth, which beats his three three elk. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. So he like attacks with the elk. I eat it with the Bailoth, and he post combats K commands to kill my Bailoth, buy back the Arcanist, mm-hmm. which I just turn into an elk again next turn. <laughs> Eventually, I drew Force of Vigor, so I EOT Force of Vigor the Moon untap Hornet Queen, and the game basically ended. Yeah, did you start turning bees into elk? No. <laughs> yeah, what is the Oko at the end of this game? Like, that sounds um, like it's like 12. Double digits? Yeah. Like, I don't know, 8, 10, something like that? I've had an Oko at 15, like, multiple times now. <laughs> That's insane. It just never minuses. Like, it's never relevant in a lot of games. Yeah, it's like, why, why would I, I... Okay, in that game, I just had nothing to trade anyway. Yeah. I'm just turning your shit into elks. And like, I'm not going to trade my bail off with your elk. Like, that doesn't make sense. If you right. couldn't get out from under moon, I guess swapping an amulet into like a 3-3 would be decent. <laughs> you want to take the Dreadhorde Arcanist so then you can re-summoners packed for something. Ha! <laughs> yeah. Or like Very ancient strong. stirrings. Oh, yeah. man. Discard the hand size. Attack you with my Arcanist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then game three, he... He doesn't blood moon me, thank God. But he does turn three pillage my only land. <laughs> pillage, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I was like, who hurt you, man? Like pillage. <laughs> yeah, but uh, unfortunately, one pillage is not enough to to stop the the amulet menace. So, yeah, some man. some number of titans and zombies later. Yeah, <laughs> three days later. Yeah, he did the big die. Is is that zombie lane still doing work for you? Oh yeah, it's Word. insane. Word. 
I made God, how many zombies was it? Like what, what's the name six, of the card again? I, had, I think I had sixteen zombies in play at once. Field of the Dead. Banned and standard today. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Powerful, powerful magic card. I okay, so ban and standard. When they reprinted Scapeshift in the core set, it was all like why? Right? Yeah. It was for like, this card. Like, sure, you reprinted Scapeshift, but who cares? Like, who who was like yearning for the Scapeshift reprint? And then they go and print Field of the Dead, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We see. Like, uh, that's quite good. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> uh, all right. So, you got any other stories for us, or should we move on to uh, Dan for also, his uh, I, I'm, I'm recap? Just, you know, hopefully, the, I finally broken the curse of. The 2 2 or worse. <laughs> the as long as you don't play snow, I guess. Yeah, snow, bad deck, don't play it. <gasps> Can confirm, never five O's. <laughs> <laughs> Only four ones. Uh, so, with that, I guess we'll jump into Dan. Dan, what have you been up to in Magic? I know we don't have any previous context for the listeners, but what have, what have you been doing in, in Modern yeah, or Magic so, in general lately? So, I haven't been playing much that much lately, like outside of the MCQ. Um, I so I'm like I I just finished like uh defending my thesis this last Friday so I've been focusing more on like getting through grad school. You should be less focused on defending your thesis <laughs> and more focused on defending your life total. I know. I know. <laughs> I just like attacking, man. It's just <laughs> So uh. I like and so I recent so I lived in Davis um recently like moved back to Visalia which is like in the Central Valley this like t- this town between Fresno and Bakersfield. Oh you've like so, fucked off then. Wow. Yeah, so I'm okay. I'm long gone. <laughs> he fucked it all. So yeah, he's scoffing. So magic isn't very big down here. There's like there's surprise to be sure. Yeah. So I've been trying so I've been uh, watching a lot of like as- the the aspiring Spike. He's a magic streamer, and I liked his Grixis control list. So I found a way to like combine his and Sam Black's. Um, like he he has a Soul Tide control list, so I've uh. been playing with those. So I went to like one weekly FNM or like a weekly modern event, and um, took that there, and it was really good. So it's a it was like a Grixis control list. My I have like Field of the Dead's in it. Um, Drown in the Lock, Into the Story, uh, just like a ton of removal and all of that. Field of the Dead works in Grixis. Uh, yeah. So what? I, so my mana base, you know, I have like a bunch of fetch and shocks. Um, then I have like one of each basic. You know, it's playing four islands, so two of them are snow basics and stuff, and it actually works out pretty well. Um. Because you have like one, three of each, you know, you get one of each shock, you get, you know, a couple basics, and then the field of dead, and then you're just kind of in the money. Huh. And then it makes it super help, you know, oh, you're, I'm also playing a lot of Mystic Sanctuary, so there's like a lot of different types, and it's, you know, I have to be cognitive, I guess, of it, to like know, to like, you know, right now I need to like make sure I get like, you know, an island when I probably, you know, have the chance to get a, uh, a shock land, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. so um been playing with that um took it to an event a lot of the people there were a lot more casual than me so like you know round one i played a uh gosh um eight rack deck you know beat that really <laughs> handily um, oh into the story pretty good against eight oh, rack oh yeah oh yeah 
Like, you know, I'll, I'll draw four cards. Four for one you. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. And it's so nice because it turns on so early because they're playing things like... Um, What's the one with retrace where you discard a card? Raven's Crime. Yeah, so they have like, you know, <laughs> turn three or four, they have seven cards in their graveyard, and I'm like, oh, ho, ho. Just rip this into the story off the top and undo all their work? Wow. Exactly. So, I like, I, at one point, I let their um, rack resolve, and they took, and I killed them with their own rack, and Holy I never shit. took a damage from it. Wow. So, kind of stuff like that. So, was, um, this, was this aspiring Spike's list, or did you tweak it, or? So, I've tw- I tweaked it a little bit. Um, they they show up in every single five zero. Yeah, like the league the league dumps every single one. Aspiring Spike has one or two five zeros with different decks. <laughs> yeah, the guy I think he's like leading the trophy leaderboard. He has something like thirteen trophies I think right now, and like uh-huh. the format's been open for like or like the new update was like two three weeks ago. Yeah, something like so that. The guy's insane. Um, but yeah, I've also been playing, and then I went to another event in my town, and um. I brought humans because I wanted to try out Charming Prince. And so they were like, oh, this is going to be our first modern night or whatnot. So like, okay, I'll show up. <laughs> and then I, I only, there's only two guys show up. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, I'll play you. And the guy's like, oh, I, you know, I've been like working on this Jun deck and I'm ready to go. You know, I bought like a lot of the expensive pieces, so I'm really excited. I'm like, okay, cool. So then <laughs> I go and play against the guy, but it was, I couldn't recognize a single card in this Jun list. Like he was playing... Um, he had Aether Vials. He huh. had the Gooses, the good old uh, <laughs> oh man, gilded <laughs> goose. goose. Um, oh man, he was playing Murderous Rider. He okay, had, that card's really good though. Yeah, that one's not too bad. He was playing this card, which is, I, I think it's four green black hybrid mana, where it's it's a six six, but it gets a minus one minus one counter. Creekwood Liege, uh, probably is that it, it? Let me double check. Yeah, it's it sounds like he was playing like the uh, the old school aggro jund. Yeah, like like he must have found that list at like the bottom of the internet and was like, oh yes, this is a jund list. I'll build it. No, yeah. it's not Creekwood Leech. That's uh, that's a different card. Um, yeah, oh, but God. it got it got minus one. It was it's a lore one card. And it got minus one minus one for each creature your opponent controlled when it entered the battlefield. And then he had another card where whenever you gained life, you could return it to your hand, and it was a 4-2 with haste. And I was super confused, because, like, what is the expensive part cards you bought? These have to be, all be bulk rares. But then he has this, like, Aether Vial, and it Aether was... Aether Vial, yeah. Yeah, I, so... It so, was weird. I, I beat them pretty easily. It sounds like he pulled it out of, like, the bottom of the Lorwyn standard box. Yeah. Huh. Well, whatever. <laughs> and then I played an Infect... I played a guy with Infect... Which I quickly found out that he had Invigorate in his deck. Wait, that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a really good uh, card infect. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part of the car, best part about him playing was that he didn't do the life thing. He like just hard cast it, and I was like, "What? You know? Yeah, this card's good because you could play it for free." Oh so just like just a weird week, and just me like kind of steamrolling these guys. It's like what it's been like playing on the just for fun room in the tournament practice room on Moto, and yeah. man, there's That's what it's always like. There's some fucking hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, like M- Moto to me has just gotten like because now that the the friendly leagues and the competitive leagues are combined, I just feel like I play the like the stupidest stuff all the time. Yep. Uh, I played yep. yesterday and I played a deck. It was an elemental control. It was an elementals deck. But Dude, it's combo, that deck is so cool. And it like played this one two mana haster, 
that what you can do is you can recur a, an elemental card in the graveyard, which has less toughness than it. Yeah, Thunderkin Awakener. God, mm-hmm. they played that, and then the... the, <laughs> the ball the, lightning? The, yes. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah, it's uh, black-red balls. Yeah, eight balls. Black-red elementals, yeah. It's a thing. It's a real thing. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. People have played it at Great Escape, too. It's, yeah. it's It was much un- better when Faithless Looting was legal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that deck got its legs cut out from under it. I do yeah. want to point out that before this, before the previous set came out, that I was like, ah, yes, Elementals is going to be a thing. Totally is a thing now. N- not really. Faithless Looting getting banned fucking killed that deck, dude. I mean, but you can... But dude, like, they're... It's they like a, a bad... two-mana tutor. It, they had, like... It was a bad deck that was like kind of okay because of looting, and without looting, it's just a bad it's deck. Just a bad deck. <laughs> but they have a two mana tutor. How can it be that bad? Because what two mana tutor? You, you're talking about um the elemental that ETBs and tutors for another any elemental harbinger. That card is sweet with Shiv and Reef, but or what's uh, the what the Risen the, Reef? Risen Reef, yeah, dude, <laughs> that, that's like that bonkers. <laughs> Two oh mana, let me just go dig my toolbox for whatever I yeah. need right now. Okay, that's it's a little bit the ball stack. Deck. Yeah. Yeah, and then and you you stack the triggers in a way that you draw it. It was it was pretty spicy. <laughs> okay. This is a little different deck than the black red balls deck, but yeah. No, this was like five color. They were playing uh, uh, like reflecting pools and there's like a there's like one of those lands if you show that's an when elemental you know you're deep <laughs> yeah you just have to you just have to five color it'll be fine oh my god what's the uh there's some there's like a an elemental that they used to play is like combos with one of the other cards it's like two elementals with like spiky arms on the card uh it combos off with one of their mana makers or something or it does zach infinite damage that. zach would know it's like a four or five mana elemental that combos with another elemental in the deck and can do like infinite damage. It's extremely clunky though. <laughs> I forget. Anyways, I played against this years ago at Great Escape. Someone actually brought it and it's so flimsy. It just folds to like any removal. But they have much better cards now than they used to, so. I mean, you know, we are the cast who is most qualified to, like, bitch at people about their poor deck choices. <laughs> yes, definitely. 100%. <laughs> MTG Metacast. Laughs in five-color Zubera. <laughs> Listen. I want to play that deck again, man. I miss that deck. That was a, Cinder, h- a hot pile. Cinder Pyromancer. Okay. Is the card Dude, you're no thinking No one's of. playing Grave Hit anymore, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't Zubera be really yeah, good? Zubera will rat again. Anyway, <laughs> what are we uh, talking about? <laughs> anything else uh, been going on in your uh, recent magical history, Dan? Uh, I mean, I top aided like an MCQ. Oh yeah, a yeah. month like a month and a half ago or Weird something. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you, know. you know who else? You know who else so, top aided? So that? Dan, Dan is the guy who <laughs> I I always play Dan. Well, I don't always play Dan in the Swiss, but if I do play Dan in the Swiss, I always beat Dan. And then he top eights anyway, and I don't. <laughs> Got it. Son. Yeah. It's all right. You can win things. I can't. Sweep the leg. <laughs> you got that sweet uh, top eight, Swiss to top eight conversion, but not, not so hard yeah. on that top eight to, to win conversion. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the, a, thing that's is- the toughest mountain. Like, that is honestly the toughest hill to, to climb. Dan is a is a, like a lock for top eight, which is why I was very silly making a bet with him on the way to the last MCQ we went to together, or the second to last. 
Like so in the you car, basically like, just wanted to give him a shirt, is what, yes, you, is what you're just, telling us. I was like, I'll give you a shirt if you top eight this event. And like, whoa, you, you what were a surprise. You were he basically just like, hey, man, can I please bar it, buy you this shirt? Yeah. So hashtag sponsored. Our, uh, we, our team, we have a one team, one player team. Yeah, I've been shilling hard. I like I I have those notepads and I just leave them out awesome. all the time. Thank you. We appreciate it. Oh, that was right. We'll I gave you some more. I, on the way down, I told everyone I was like, "I'll give you all a free notepad." <laughs> Everyone's like, "Yeah!" Like, I, like I was like, "Yeah!" It's got life, you know, the 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 lines and everything all on it. And I was like, "Yeah!" But you gotta like, you gotta plug the podcast. And they're like, "Okay, we will sell our souls for a life pad." God. Easiest deal they ever made. Yeah, <laughs> we'll sell out. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Magic Player is very easy to buy off. Turns out, not so good if. Uh, if professional betting ever makes its way to magic. Is this collusion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine getting fucking DQ'd? Because you're like... <laughs> making a fucking life bet. A life bet. <laughs> Anyways. Steven, what have you been up to magically? Dude, I've been trying so hard to play. Uh, but I did get to jam two... Two... Count them. One and two Games. Games. Not even like not even full matches, just games. <laughs> Are you serious? No, that's like two. There are two matches of uh, of Affinity Online, uh, and I won both of them by a huge, massive landslide. That's about it. Pet landslide? Were you playing Amulet? No, I was playing Affinity. That's not as funny. What Astral Slide? <laughs> no and then i saw and i don't want to get too far into it i didn't like honestly i'm like in a cave and i'd like try my hardest to like peer out and try to get some information going um but i don't get a chance to there's an there's an there's an enchantment that's a cranial plating yeah dude have you seen dude fuck that we talked about ginger brute last episode you seen that card no nah. dude it's it's the best card affinity's gotten in forever it's so good yeah, it's an artifact that's hard to block. It's yep. basically Etch Champion. But for one mana. Also, it has haste. Right. I know you guys are trolling, but I'm still going to. No, it's, no it's seriously. really good. It's really good. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What's it called? No, it's called Ginger Brute. It's a fucking gingerbread ginger- man coming out of a pie running out of a window. Ginger Brute? <laughs> yeah. It can card. only be blocked by hasty boys. Yeah. If you pay a mana, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw this card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really sweet. Because you have, like, yeah, eight platings now. So you just slap one of your eight platings on it, and you just bash people's face in. No blocks here. It still can't, it, but it can be removed. But yeah, it's affinity. All your shit can be removed. I mean, people, it, cha- it doesn't... It, 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 it's toughness, too, right? Yeah. Everyone's cutting champion right now, because there's so many freaking thopters because of paradoxical outcome. Uh, Erza, you know, you know what thopters can't block? A ginger brute. Uh, <laughs> Not fast enough. Uh, that's wait, 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 hold on, back up. You can still attack through through those thopters because those thopters are blue. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Hundred percent. No, they're not. Thopters for thopters are blue. Side thopters are not blue. Sahili thopters. Or construct is not blue. Yeah, I don't think Sahili ones have color either. They're servos. Sahili servos are also not blue. Sahili's are aren't blue. No one's playing the old version of Urza anymore. They're playing paradoxical Urza. Excuse me. But yeah, yeah Thopters, thopters, thopters are blue, but Psythopters yeah. are not blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they played Psy and Sahili and Paradoxical Outcome and Urza, and then they just combo you off. And see, oh. the, the problem with S Champion is you can't put all the glitters on it. Mm-hmm. 
you know can it'll just fall you, off you eventually cannot. you literally cannot <laughs> no you can't can. target it you can't target it what do you mean if you right? have metalcraft you cannot no that's what i'm saying you can't you can't attach it it'll just fall off at some point oh because uh no it because do enchantments enchantments don't target enchantments target they do it's a aura oh you, is, you yeah, target yeah, yeah. it and then once you have metalcraft it just falls off yeah. Right, so if you have Battlecraft already, you just can't target. Right. <laughs> yeah, one of the things on protection, it's like it's not specifically targeting; it's like specifically enchanted or something. Well, yeah, like yeah. That. But I was thinking oh. about uh, like regular enchantments where they like interplay and then target, and it would equip and then immediately fall off. Right. Right. If that was the case, no, but it would just like no, it try can't, and target it and wouldn't be allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just Anyways. can't even target it. No like, valid you, target. If you try to O-ring an S-Champion, you play the O-ring, and you just can't target it. So if you, you target something if else. You play, so what I learned, in competitive magic, if you play an enchantment, and you try to target something that's not a legal target, and you you're, the judge doesn't let you take it back, they will make you pick something else on the battlefield that is a legal target. Huh. So if, you're, if you have one creature, and your opponent has an S-Champion, and you try to kill it somehow, guess what? You are killing your own creature if you can't. With an enchantment. With the enchantment, yeah. Like if you try like to like journey to sure, nowhere. That kind of makes sense. Seal away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess you're sealing away your Tarmogoyf. Huh? Yep. <laughs> it's happened straight, before. <laughs> straight to the fucking Shadow Realm. <laughs> it's happened before and my opponent like literally got so mad he just like picked all of his... Sh- he, he didn't even like put it, his stuff back in the deck box. He just picked up his playmat and just like <laughs> put it in like a little sack and like threw it over his shoulder and walked away. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, so that was about it. I, I had two two affinity games. I won with uh, Vault Scourge both games. Well, get you some gingerbreads, man. I'm telling you. I'll try it out. Worst comes to worst, it's a snack. Ha. <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, I've been grinding with four color snow somewhere online i'm up to seven shocker. four and ones now shocker shocker no five o's keep losing in the last round feels really bad why do you think you're losing to like the giddiness of being four o, or you losing no because... i'm just terribly unlucky <laughs> okay john john have you considered playing a better deck i'm no not no such thing impossible uh I did get a 3-2 in there, so but I haven't had anything worse than a 3-2, so that's been cool. Um, I guess that means you're consistent, right? Yeah, consistently not 5-0-ing. Well, but I mean, like, you can figure, you can do, like, you can study and, like, figure out where you're, like, slacking to, like, push yourself over that gap. I mean, yeah, I got John, bodied. an L isn't a loss, it's a lesson. <laughs> the more you the know. The more you know. 2019. <laughs> Did he say that to you? <laughs> if I said that last time we were playing Rainbow. Holy shit. <laughs> he says the best crap. Uh, but yeah, um, I also actually, uh, I mailed a bunch of my paper snow stuff out to get signed, uh, which means I can't play it anymore unless I mooch off of Chris and Chris wants to play all sorts of sweet Sahili piles, I guess. So uh, I had to look around for another deck I could play and I landed on Rug Snow. No Prismatic Vistas here. Beautiful. Uh, I wanted to play Oko still because you know that card is Broco. I'm in love with the Coco. Uh, so I'm probably gonna play Rug Snow with Renin Six and Oko, and just you know curve two mana Walker into three mana Walker into who cares? Because you're probably is this what Modern one. is now? We just play Planeswalkers. 
Apparently, Basically. yes. Right. Sideboard your elder spells. You heard it here. Alright. <laughs> elder spell. Woof. Yeah. Uh, I also managed to um, tie with Sam definitely. Big surprise. Wow. Big surprise. Shocker all around. Uh, yeah, we uh, I went to game one, and then game two, we like went really, really late. Like, you know, no one had anything going on. Uh, and I ended up losing to uh, him top decking and end of my turn uh, generous gifting his land into a 3-3 elephant and then killing me with it. Correct. GG, son. <laughs> Let's be honest here, John. Oh, Let's oh no. be honest. Oh no, we're rewinding. No, John, don't, don't rewind. Don't rewind. John died. John died to Blood Moon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I died to Blood Moon. It was bad. It but was but bad. wait, how did the mono white deck Blood Moon you, John? <laughs> I bought in Blood Moon because, um,. Martyr has a freaking crap load of utility lands. Uh -huh. They've got uh, -huh. uh Mistfell Plains, oh, Maria. Well, I played it. Oh, you played it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I bring I brought in Bobin. Because uh, yeah. as it turns out, um when you have one island <laughs> and yeah. Blood Moon in play, Crypto Command's not so hot. Yeah, I ended up in a situation where I didn't have Run in Six or Astrolabe and I had to deploy Moon because I didn't really have much else going on. I didn't want to get behind on him and starting to accrue value. And it fucked my mana the rest of the game. <laughs> Man. So we ended bad. up one one with three minutes on the clock, and we just shook on a draw right then and there. That Wait, but I thought you could tap enchantments to make mana off of your astrolabe. Ah! <laughs> I didn't have an astrolabe, so yeah. See, that was a problem. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was a thing that I definitely did do. I tap. Was it leyline of the void? Tap to leyline of the void. <laughs> that happens with affinity pretty often. Surprisingly, uh, you're like, ha, feel this blood moon. Oh wait, those were my manlands. Give me a sec. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, like, the blood moons, the fucking like dial-up internet sound. Uh. Anyways, uh, with that, I think we're gonna get into our main topics. The first of which is uh, we're gonna interview Dan here, so uh, people can get to know him better. Are uh, you ready, Dan? Always. Always ready? Always. I was a Boy Scout. You were a Boy Scout. Yeah. Yeah. That explains a lot about our conversation earlier about <laughs> selfie sticks. <laughs> the more you know. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Uh, so, how'd you start playing Magic? And uh, how long have you been playing for? So, um, I learned watching from a friend, uh, like, at a party in the summer of 2010. And then... Uh, the next day I bought two intro decks and then just kept on playing them with my brother for a while. Uh, so like, what, what party are you attending where people are playing Magic I know, the Gathering? Like, like, that sounds like a sweet party, alright? I'm imagining like, people like doing coke <laughs> off the table in the background and he's like, these are magic cards! <laughs> They're so cool! <laughs> no, so one of my friends used to deal, uh, deal uh, he, used to, he used to sell weed. Wait, that's illegal. And one of his customers, he would go there, he would give him the weed, and then he would play magic with them. Huh. And I'm just kind of sitting there like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Cool. <laughs> Great origin story. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Watsy approved. <laughs> you guys aren't going to get those card spoilers now.
Oh man, it's okay. I don't think we were anyways. I posted a deep fried picture of Mark Rosewater today on Twitter. It was like Mark Rosewater when they printed Oko Thief of Crowds. Go follow John for more. Yeah, follow me on Twitter for shitty memes. Uh, By the way, quick aside, I'm getting out of the podcasting business, guys. Uh, I definitely stole a uh, a meme off of the, I think it was the Jund Facebook group, and reposted it on Twitter. And it got, like, just shy of 17,000 views. Bruh. Uh, I'm gonna not divulge how many listens we get on the podcast, but let me tell you, it's not 17,000 an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is just a picture, but sure. Yeah, it is a lot easier to convince someone to look at a, a meme than listen to a two-hour podcast. <laughs> Or is it? Well, half of, I mean, we half always, of which we is Chris knew. talking about F&M. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we always knew that memes were more entertaining than us anyway. Uh, that's mm. why we're having an episode devoted to memes. <laughs> Please like us. I can't wait to hear no. how it's going to come out. Please like us. Yeah. Uh, we figured hey. it out. <laughs> FBI, open up! <laughs> Uh, Dan, moving moving on with yeah. your interview. Uh, what was your your favorite set so far? So um, I've really liked uh, Modern Horizons. Uh, like wow. I hate, I, okay, I hate almost everything constructed that came out of that set. But that sun, that set is super fun to draft. Uh, like the there's like all the colors are like relatively balanced. Um, the play patterns are complicated, um, and you can just make like some sweet decks. Uh, one of my favorite draft decks I ever did is I had. Um, I had Goblin Engineer, and I put would put Altar of Dementia into my graveyard, sacrifice some artifact, bring it on, and then I played uh, six Goat Naps, which, which is the Act of Treason variant. Oh, that is an Avengers level threat. I was gonna <laughs> say that Limited follows Constructed. I was like, oh, Goblin Engineer, uh huh, uh huh, uh-huh. Altar Dementia, uh huh, uh huh. Goat nap. Yeah. All right. All oh right. yeah. Oh, it was great. You, t- <laughs> you took their changeling creature. Goat nap gave plus two o to goats, and because it's a changeling, it gets bigger. Very and good. then you would go in, swing, hit them for a ton, and then you'd sacrifice them to mill them. It was like. <laughs> it was great. Wow. Goat nap control. Yeah. Beautiful. And then, <laughs> yeah. Does is your favorite card out of that set, or is it somewhere else? Uh, no, no, my favorite card is Stifle. Um, oh, yeah. that's a that's a I, solid choice. Yeah. I I just like it because it makes me feel smart. Yeah, this is big brain time. And like, you have to be clever <laughs> to use the card. It's like one of the cards where, like, even if it's not good, I just have to throw three of them into whatever legacy deck I'm playing to like just so I can get good stories out of it. I don't <laughs> we know. You're like, yeah, I mean, I like did this and this, and then he was like this and this and this, and I knew he was going to do that, and then you try to activate this thing, and I was like, nah, stifle. Yeah. <laughs> See, you just want to hear whispers along the edges of, like, events where it's like, and then I fucking stifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was playing, yeah. like, Rug Delver back in the day in a nutshell, man. Like, oh. Yeah, it just gets so hard every time you stifle their fetch land, and then like, oh, they try to like storm off or something. It's like stifle your storm trigger. <laughs> Say goodbye to Exodia. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so I was because I was at a GP one time. It was GP Seattle. It was uh, day two of this legacy GP, 
and I'm playing this guy who's on uh, Grixis, um, Grixis Control. And so he's on the play. He plays like a plays a Deathrite Shaman or something like that. Turn one, I turn one. I um, I get Haxian Probe, and I see that all that's left in his hand is four lands and one Cantrip. When with with a Cantrip being a brainstorm, so I just like pass the turn, not doing anything. He brainstorms, you know, go goes to fetch, tries to f- shuffle away his lance, and I stifle it. Say goodbye to Exodia. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Holy cow, I never even saw that coming. Off that, he finds a ponder. I, you know, he casts the ponder, and then I'm like, okay, you know, you obviously have a ton of lands. I'll go ahead and, you know, p- um, pyroblast it so they can't draw. Excellent. Or they can't shuffle the deck, you know. <sighs> they can't draw. And then, the next turn, he plays a Baleful Strix, and because I know he has a bunch of lands... On top, I actually stifle the draw trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to Exodia. <laughs> so this opponent is super salty, and I'm continue doing Delver things and just destroy him. And at the end of the game, he's like, he's just trigger. You know, he's like clearly salty, and he shows me his hand, and he's like, "Oh, look at these these four lands I have." And I was like, "Dude, like I clearly made this. <laughs> I did this. I I knew it was in your hand, dude. <laughs> we did this together." Yeah, we did this together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like I like the fact that the first two cards you mentioned in this story both banned. Yep. Now <laughs> Probe, Death Right. Both banned. Yeah. Exactly. Story did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so does your yeah. does your favorite deck have uh stifles in it? Uh no. So my 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 favorite deck I've ever played was like the modern Jun Death Shadow deck when it was actually good. Huh. Um, Interesting. So speaking of banned yeah. cards again, yeah. So in twenty so like twenty seventeen Jun, I went to like all the GPTs with that deck and just loved it. Like I loved the tempo toolbox nature of it, and it just had like it's this tempo strategy, and it had like the flat like you know flashy kills. Like so many times, I would like traverse for the Gore Clan Rampager. And then team or battle rage some creature, and then you know your opponent does the big dead. And <laughs> does the big dead. <laughs> so so you're over here playing like a, a deck that got cards banned out of it, and I'm over here playing what five five color tribal flare zoo. Yes, that's a surprise tool that can help us later. <laughs> For when Astrolabe gets friended, I was training. <laughs> Obviously training. Yes, because you definitely play Tribal Flames in your Astrolabe deck. <laughs> yeah. I thought about it multiple times and just been sad every time. Like, oh. It's like, oh, but I can... Oh, wait, no. I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't make those no. right. Yep, yep. <laughs> Feels bad. <laughs> yeah, if you really so, wanted that effect, you could just scred them. <clears throat> I mean, they're creatures, not them. <laughs> can you imagine getting upkeep Tribal Flames because they plus wonder to fairy? <laughs> God. <laughs> Holy shit. No uh, visit, here I come. So is uh is tempo your favorite archetype? Yeah, so my man. Yeah, so my favorite decks, you know, like I love Grix, you know, I love all the Delver variants in Legacy. Um I like Death Shadow and Modern. I play a lot of humans. Um I kind of just like strategies where you can be aggressive and then I kind of like they all have kind of like either soft locks or just kind of this disruption. And when you win the game, you feel like you're just barely winning because like, you know, and your opponent's always frustrated because they're always like, well, if this didn't happen or something. Oh, yeah. The salt is real. 
Wait, so John, John, was that you just talking? Did, were you doing yeah, like so, an impersonation or something? I know. I was going to ask. Like, so I, I played all these same decks and I was on humans for a while. And I, I want to know, like, why you enjoy humans? Because humans fucking bored the shit out of me, dude. I was like, oh, this is so my style. It's like soft disruption, tempo. And then I like I played it for a while and I was just like, oh, my God, I want to kill myself. Like, I felt like I was doing the same thing every game. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of humans either. It's like. I'm like playing these creatures and turning them sideways. Like, why am I playing so? Why am I attacking with so many creatures when you can kill them with just one? Yeah, and you've had so much success with the deck, so I want to hear like your take on on why you enjoy the deck so much. So, I really like the card meddling mage. So if I couldn't, you know, if I had a second card to name my favorite card, it'd probably be meddling mage. Mm-hmm. Is it because um, it makes you feel smart? Yeah, this is big brain time. Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> you name like the right card. And you, just, what, you just like see them wince a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> every time. And then like, because they'll like try playing around it or something, and they'll be like, "Man, you know, why'd you name that card?" And I was like, "Well, that's because the one you had, man. Because it's, <laughs> right. because it's the one in your hand that you that you projected to me. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. You no, know, Dan knew he was there with his Millennium Eye. My Millennium Eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Yeah, and I love Reflector Mage. Like, you know, when Reflector Mage got spoiled, I was the one guy who was like, this card's bananas. Like, this card's going to get banned from Standard. This card is going to rock Modern. And I thought it was going to be a $10... uh, I thought it was going to be a $10 uncommon at that time. So when it got spoiled, I bought, like, 16 copies of Reflector Mage. I mean, I'm sure you still made profit. Uh, Well, they never gained anything because like this was when I started playing, you know, magic and I would look at old cards like, oh, Path to Exile, this is $10, you know, yeah, yeah, Uh, Bobble. So I was like, aren't all good uncommons just going to be $10? (laughs) And like now it's like a dollar and I could have made 75 cents or something like that. (laughs) But yeah, if any of you guys need reflector mages, (laughs) I've got a lot. (laughs) So... Uh. So, aside from being a big fan of Constructed Tempo, you touched on it a little bit earlier, um, you enjoy drafting a lot, and I know you've told me that you really enjoy Limited. Uh, tell us a bit more about your experience with Limited. So, um, Limited's my favorite format. I actually prefer it significantly more to Constructed. Um, like, if I'm on <laughs> Arena, you know, like Arena, I play Constructed Arena to get enough gems to do a draft so that way i can like go infinite or something like that wow you're like totally jonesing for your fix man you're like you like the fucking uh dave Chappelle. Like, y- y- y'all got yeah. any of that limited yeah like i like get home i'm like well i have i have to do the daily quest so i can draft this weekend like oh my God. don't even enjoy the don't even enjoy the constructed um yeah and i think i'm better at limited than constructed which is because like i only see you guys at constructed events mm-hmm. but um yeah i like a limited a lot more um i that's usually the format i play on moto a lot as well um i've just like i play a lot of board games as well as playing magic and drafting is one of my favorite mechanics in board games sushi go oh yeah i play sushi go that's 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 like the intro one that's the one where it's like you know my girlfriend doesn't like to play the game and i'm like oh yeah i get to draft draft with my parents occasionally feels real good but yeah Yeah, you I'm like, so like, like uh, Dominion and all that, right? Yeah, I love D- Dominion. Um, you know, Blood Rage, um, and even games where like drafting isn't an element. We usually like house rule away to make sure it has drafting in it somehow. <laughs> Excellent. 
So, um, draft property and monopoly. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Like Rochester draft or something. Holy yes. shit. Oh, uh, I knew St. James plays a wheel. <laughs> so Chris, should we, should we start inviting him to, uh, to cube day at my place? Uh, I mean, obviously he'd be down, but I'm worried he might just destroy everybody. <laughs> Wait, he, now he lives pretty fucking far away. So. Well, I feel like he'd drive. This guy's like fucking looking under the, the sofa cushions for gems. <laughs> so he could draft on Arena of all places against fucking bots. Like, he'd probably drive like two, three hours to come fucking draft with real people. <laughs> yeah, man, if you don't mind uh, me, me drafting fucking the blue-green ramp deck every single cube. <laughs> Well, I'll get there this time. Yeah. It's not my fault. They just keep passing me the Jiragas. No. <laughs> anyway. So. At this point, at this point, they just pass it to you because they know you'll pick it up. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah, basically. I'll oh, just feed him this shit card. And he'll... Like, no, you like open your pack and you see like Jiragas like, well, one of these isn't wheeling. Yeah. Like, oh man, should I take this Thanawar Elves or this Mox Ruby? Hmm. <laughs> Elf. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I like, and I like limited a lot more because I actually think usually the lower the power level of magic, it's more fun. Um, like, Popper Cube? I've never played Popper Cube. That's the Ooh. one I don't. <laughs> Popper Cube's good shit, man. It's like, especially John's. So like it's it's going to be your new drug of choice, let me tell you. Good. Good. <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, I like limited because I like, you know, there's complex board states because I think combat is one of the most interesting parts about magic and like constructed combat is hella boring. Like, it's just like, are my creatures bigger than yours? Like, if so, swing in or something like that. Like, there's usually never this consideration of like, oh, I want a double block. And then and also you're not playing around giant growth. No one wow, plays tricks. Just the, yeah, yeah, it's so bad. And which is like, I actually like the Ember Cleave thing in standard right now because now <laughs> you have this like cool combat trick. And then um, yeah, like all you know, all the creatures have these activated abilities, which is a lot more interesting than like I have efficient goif or I have like you know I have big goif. What <laughs> yeah. you do? Yeah. Exactly. So have you like thrown then? Have I what? Have you like Throne of uh, Eldraine or whatever? So I haven't played any Throne. I yeah, I haven't played much Magic. Everything so I... is like a, a two for one. They're all like they all have two cards in one because of the adventures, right? Yeah, yeah. So like you know, there's a lot of yeah. Because one of the cards in it, which I think is cool, is like you know, it's this instant that taps two creatures and then you can turn it into a two three bird and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I imagine I'd like it if I had played it yet. Gotta save those gems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So would you idea. say would you say your top performances come from like limited events or do you think they come more from like constructed events? Uh d probably um limited events. Um so like probably my best uh finish ever was um or like my best I've ever done in a GP is at um GP Sacramento. So the worst I've done in a limited GP is 10-5. Um, it's pretty well, good. Yeah. It's, it's the worst. <laughs> Better than my best. Yeah. Cries in GP Sacramento 2014, where I went like one in three drop or something. God. Sealed Theros. Yeah, that was a yikes. Yeah, so that was like, you know, that was a GP where I went 8 0. Like, you know, I started off the tournament 8 0. Um, and then I got excited because I thought I was going to get interviewed because that's when they recently changed to. Um, 
that's when they recently changed to like you know jeep the you have eight rounds first gp you know mm. on the first day and then they give you like an extra round on day two which is actually the first one on day one so then i was like oh man i get this interview and stuff but then they were like you know cory burkhart was the reporter and he was like no 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 you have to like win you, you have to still go nine oh to get the thing so oh. um then i lost to max mick who's like a gold level pro and it was like the first and it you know it was sweet because it was like this tournament and at this point i didn't know very many of the pros and like i was just like going through this day and just beating like a bunch of good people who were like gold pros and stuff but i didn't know like you know i beat nathan stewart who's probably one of the best grinders in the bay area mm -hmm. early in the day um and then yeah so the i you know and i that was also at that gp i was in the feature match area a lot um was this the, so, was this the theris one no, no, this was M19 Limited. Okay, okay, okay. The yeah. Theros one was where I got a fucking paddling, let me tell you. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, Second Man of 2014 was my first ever GP that I went to. Wait, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, I got shit on in the main event, as you do. Yeah. I mean, you're a you know, scrub to the game. I, hmm. uh, I won one of the qualifying, like a GPT, uh, to get buys for the event, and I thought I was like hot shit. I got... <laughs> fucking dumpstered and sealed sealed is very different than draft yeah. yeah i had almost no experience of sealed at that point besides listening to limited resources um and man i got destroyed i yes. had a draft deck in a sealed format basically <laughs> oh but that's even better because like my sealed pool at that tournament i actually all of my rares were unplayable and all <laughs> i did was play with commons and uncommons that was me too yeah, yeah. i was so. playing that like two mana flyer in blue or whatever like a few of those and then like every opponent just had like like main deck green like flying hate like mm -hmm. plummet they had like plummets main deck and shit like that like what why like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. out of uh limited and and wait out of sealed and drafting do you prefer drafting over sealed um yeah i probably prefer drafting over sealed um I'm a lot better at draft, so like, because I was preparing, so I went to GP Seattle this year, which was like the limited one, and like, so I was practicing Modern Horizons online, and, you know, I I was 85% win percentage in the draft, when I did a draft league, and, you know, I got like, you know, I trophied over half of my leagues, but then sealed, I'm just, it's like, sealed's fun because you're trying to solve this problem, but it's kind of, I don't know, I... Sealed's kind of harder for me because you have to evaluate your rares and say, okay, is this rare good enough to like just play this color just because of this rare, mm -hmm. which I'm not, I'm not as good at like realizing like when this thing is good enough. Whereas in a draft, you know, I'm, I'm good at noticing what's the open color. So I'm usually a little bit better at that. Oh, that was actually going to be my next question. You, I, I assume because you're good at draft, you're good at like reading the table and figuring out what's open, what's closed, like who, what, the person to your left has from you what a person across from you has from you yeah yes because like because so i went to gp sacramento and then at the end of because i was eight and one i was at the end of that day i think i was ninth in the gp um and then you know i go do a day two i go to the day two i get in my draft pod and then i was talking to travis um and then he was like oh man dude you got some like good people in your pool like you know you have mark jacobson and these pros and stuff and i was like i have no idea who any of these people are <laughs> it's probably better that way <laughs> and then i remember i was in the draft 
And like, I was like, why is nobody taking black? You know, I just realized, you know, no one was taking black and I actually had the bet, you know, by far the best uh, deck in the pod. And um, I went 2-0 for the first rounds because uh, GPs are cool too, because when you play online, um, you don't play within your draft pod. You just kind of play with people on the same record. But GPs are cool because you only play people in their pod, which is fun because it's like this competitive REL tournament. So now like things which aren't necessarily available at your FNM, you know, you can like hate draft Mm -hmm. and do things like that. Moto used to be like that, but the queue times were fucking terrible. Yeah. I did a lot of RTR drafting like that back in the day. It was really fun because you knew like what guilds were uh, open and closed. Yeah. Because that's like like, playing the mirror in a limited tournament seems really dumb. Yeah. Like, and oh, I like, drafted this archetype, and you play the mirror in the draft league? Like, what? Yeah, because that's what's so. frustrating with Arena, is that, like, you know, there's the bots, you know, it's really easy to exploit the bots, and then once you're at, like, 5-0 and stuff, you just, like, play the same deck over and over, and it's like, mm-hmm. alright, well, you opened three Mythics, and I didn't, so. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but, yeah. So. Um... So I guess moving away from limited for a bit, unless there was anything else you wanted to talk about with limited. Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Just at that GP, I thought, um, I was, so I was sixth place going into round 12. Um, if I had won the last, if I had won the last game in my pod, which I expected to do, then I, what I could have done is just won the first game in the next pod and then double drew into top eight. Wow. And then I lost game one. You know, I won game one because I clearly had the best deck in the pod. And then, you know, game two, um, I I was super ahead. I had him at, it was 7 to 32 in life total. So I was destroying them. Uh, they cast a board wipe. And then I proceeded to draw every single one of my, la- draw lands for 10 turns straight. <laughs> 10 turns? <laughs> and it was super shit. tilting. Super tilting. Bet, and then yeah. game three, um, you know, I once again, I kept a good hand. I didn't have one of my colors, but, you know, my hand only started off with one card of the color I didn't have. So I was like, okay, this is fine. And then I proceeded to draw all of my, all of the lands of one color and the rest of my cards of the other color. So it was frustrating because it was like, the, <sighs> like, I could smell like the top eight and then I couldn't do it. And yeah, then, yeah, bad. my only feature matches in top eight too. So if you go on Twitch somehow, you can see me playing. Nice. Check it out from GP Sacramento twenty last yeah. year, right? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Look for Dan. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look that up now. I wanna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I I get I get a good spanking on camera, let me tell you. <laughs> Feels, <bad. laughs> Feels really bad. Yeah. And it and it's all it is is the commentators being like because it's Paul Rietzel and some other guy, and he's like, Dan Dan drew you know, he drafted a pretty good deck, but this 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 uh form this matchup's just awful for him, you know. <laughs> it's like what matchup? Yeah, <laughs> like my mana. Yeah, and then it was like and like and I also had a super messy board. And all in chat, people are like, "Dude, this guy like because I'm like you know I'm not like tap I'm like literally p- taking all of my card like my lands and turning them sideways at the same time. Uh-huh. Just had like the messiest board. Uh, so it's my least favorite type of person. Yeah. <laughs> you made chat cringe. Oh yeah, they started banning because I go back and rewatch it, and they, the moderators started banning people once they were saying like, "This guy's board is too messy." <laughs> That's hilarious. That is gold. That's all funny. You tell some people on the chat, basically. Wow, Dan the messy man. Yeah. Oh man, Dan the meme man. Hey, it's Dan the meme man. You know, you only love 
ones. So eat ass, smoke fast, sled fast. No me man. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, moving away from limited before we yeah. go into our next topic, I wanted to hear your thoughts and feelings about modern currently. Cause you know, uh, I think a lot of people in the area at least know you as being the humans guy, like the guy that, oh, at least people that play constructed. I don't know. You know, maybe people yeah. know you as the, the terror that always knows what colors open in, in limited events. But I think in constructed, everyone knows you as, uh, the guy that plays humans in top eights every single fucking time. Uh, so you've obviously been testing a deck that's not humans with this, you know, this Grixis deck. Yeah. Um, so tell us uh, your thoughts and feelings about modern currently. So, um, so one thing is that hum- so I think humans is a good deck still. Um, I think it's the worst it's ever been positioned in the meta right now. Um, because like, you know, I played humans even when um, Phoenix was a thing and people perceived it as a bad deck. So I think it's the worst it is right now, um, but I do still think it's underrepresented. Um, I think one of the issues why it's worse right now is because Modern Horizons added a lot of cards that go into Tier 2 decks that um, just are really good against humans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because now, yeah, Five you know, colors are for colors, no control. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's too many, like, these coaddles going around. Mm. For some reason, we wanted to reprint Stoneforge Mystic, which is like, I think everyone's kind of like this card's not that good in modern but it just like shits on a human deck because you just like you have to deal with it or else you're just going to lose and you have to deal with it on curve yeah so um, that being said I still think it has good matchups in the meta Um, I think burn is like a great matchup and if that's the most played deck then I think you're fine I think it's good against death shadow Um, I think the I think the Urza matchups decent you know whatever or is it but i also think it's pretty poor because it's it doesn't have a favorable matchup against a lot of the big mana decks like mm-hmm. tron scapeshift and um amulet titan like yeah i i can't even name a time that i've beaten chris ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be fair i'm like the yeah. only jackass who was like main decking um academy runes yeah endless yeah. engineered explosives <laughs> Yeah, and that's like, and I mean, maybe the matchup is better now. I haven't played it because I don't know if uh, whatever stony silence on a creature, the oof, oh, makes yeah. it good enough. But that matchup's that just in, that mat, that matchup's just impossible because you're like, okay, you name Titan, and then they're like, oh, I have twenty ways to find my engineered explosives or walking ballista. Yeah, I was testing against Chris when I was playing humans, and it felt so fucking bad. Like I just got shit stomped every single game. <laughs> So the the ways humans beats Amulet is either just sneaking underneath with like you know turn one champion, turn two champion, or like just like lieutenant, 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 lieutenant kill you. Yeah. Right. Or like with triple or quad fucking meddling mages. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah, because like, oh, meddling mage team, like, oh, oh, titan. Oh, meddling mage team, injured explosives. <laughs> oh, meddling mage team, walking ballista. Oh, meddling mage team, fire spout. It's like, huh. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. And your nut draws are just better than mine. Like, I remember playing you one time. I think you had three, um, what are they? You had three amulets in play on turn two. And I was like, <laughs> wow. all right, I'm dead. <laughs> Chris Luckinopolis. Which, like, my busted things, like, I have an Aether Vial, a champion, and a Talia. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> play more. Make six mana with one, with one land. Jesus Christ. So, uh, um, 
I think I think Control's good right now. I think it's the Me best. Me too. Because um, I <laughs> like this this Urza deck. I, this Urza because everyone thinks par- this paradoxal outcome Urza deck is good, and I think that I think that deck sucks. Nani? Really? I, I don't understand how it's like. You play all of these bad. You play all of these like zero mana things, and then you have one payoff card. Like you know, you keep this hand with like Psy and a bunch of you know zero drop things. And if you're control, and I think control has the tools to never have to tap out anymore on their turn, and then you just like counter that Psy, and then they're like, oh, my hands opals and these weird wells and all of these like bad cards. So I think like you know, and it's same with like something like. Um, the amulet titan you know if you like counter their um titan you're gonna probably you know and you can control the game it's fine you can do that with um Field that is very yeah. scary yeah <laughs> i will say that yeah which i think if you're building the control list i think you should be having to field in your dead in your deck as well so that's Wait, my just opinion like, it just it just adds inevitability to the board yeah, because now, you know, now you don't have to, like, tap out for this Planeswalker, right, on turn five or six. Like, you just you just play this land, and you can constantly hold up these cryptic commands, and you're never at this point anymore with control where you have to, like, you know, well, hopefully they don't have this this turn. So, and I think that um, Into the Story helps with that a lot, because um, one of the issues with control is that, you know, you need to get a win condition, and they're usually these really big win conditions you know, really mana intensive. You needed to tap out for this, like, four mana Jace on your turn. You had to tap out for this Teferi on your turn. Whereas now what you do is, you know, you just you just hold up defenses, you know, you can be a true pass-go deck, draw your card, pass it, and then, you know, at the end of their turn, you into the story, you draw four cards, and once you've drawn four cards, it kind of doesn't matter what you've done, what you do for the rest of the game, you're just going to win. In my opinion. So I think control's gotten better because now you can move away from this reliance on planeswalkers, and you can be a true tap out deck. But then you can't play. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you. Life finds a way, man. Life, uh, finds a way. Uh, I mean, control's been getting new cards in like every set. Yeah. Yeah. And like you know, now you have this this card that both kills things and counters things, which you know, because I feel like before oh, you would play, yeah. Like, before, like, you had all these control cards, and you'd be like, well, I, like, need to draw the right half of my deck, right? Which now, you know, one of your best removal spells and your best counter spells are the same cards. So now you no longer have to be like, well, do I need a mulligan for a removal spell or a counter spell? You're just, like, a lot more set. Man, I seem to recall someone on this podcast not liking Drown the Lock. I I just can't... I can't remember who it was. (laughs) Chris, do you remember who that was? (laughs) Huh. I, I, I don't know. Uh, man, it's just not... Steven, do you remember? No, because I have no clue what this card does, so... <laughs> Pretty sure when we talked about this card in spoilers, you were you were not on it. Uh, counter target spell can burn my cost less or destroy kind of... Yeah, I'm still... Meh. <laughs> this card's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that with Mystic Sanctuary... Like, Mystic Sanctuary is freaking busted. I mean, like, take take what I'm saying with, like, absolutely, like, zero credibility. Like, I played two games of Magic with an old-school affinity list in the past three weeks, so. <laughs> I don't get out there much, guys. 
Man, I wish I could play Mystic Sanctuary in snow. That's like the biggest miss for for the snow deck. I feel like no, you just don't want it enough. You can you can play it. Oof, I think you, I just, you need to want it enough. I want yeah. Oko more. <laughs> I want that's Oko the more. problem. You oh. could do you could do both. Like imagine imagine you know you get you play your little you play your snake and <laughs> and then you play oh my what's the card? It's three mana return target creature from your graveyard. Pulse tier. of Marasa. Pulse of Marasa. Yes, you know what I you know what I cut that card for? Oko. T- <laughs> <laughs> that was the third Oko. <laughs> It's like fuck this pulse of Marasa. <laughs> Third Oko. Dude, pulse is so good. I love that card. Yeah. Card's Oko, great. Oko is better. Let me let me assure you. Anyways. Sure <laughs> um, I guess since we're getting a little bit in, I think it's time to talk about our our next topic. It's super secret. <laughs> no, Mr. Nampop? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Alright, so we got we got a a surprise for you all, although probably not a surprise if you don't live under a rock like well, Steven. By the time you listen to this, it won't be a surprise yeah, for right. anybody. I think even but... Steven knew about it, so you know, it's... Okay. Yeah. about it. There's a, there's a new format on the way. And its name is... Pioneer. Frontier? Is it called Frontier? It is called Pioneer. Oh, close. Pioneer. It is... It is a new Eternal format the WotC announced this morning. It is a non-rotating format spanning from Return to Ravnica to whatever the current standard legal set is. And there are only five cards on the ban list as of this moment, and they are the Cons of Tarkir Fetchlands. So, this, I mean, I obviously, we've, we've confirmed I live under a rock. This wasn't, like, speculated, was it? Like, this wasn't rumored or... Well... Cue up, cue up your uh, your X Files uh, music. Because uh, <laughs> uh, apparently there were uh, there were buyouts uh, like last week. Interesting. Uh, Goat Goatbots, one of the biggest uh, chains on Moto, uh, said that people were buying out like entire sets, um, like the little set packages, you know, uh-huh. that you can get on Moto. Uh-huh. Where it's like a set in a in an item, and you crack it open, yeah. and you get a whole set. What's in a box? Uh, people were buying them out like crazy, um, and uh, that's very suspicious. Interesting. <laughs> what if yeah. cop? What if smugglers copter is selling out too? Um, various places. So it sounds like just like there was like some a sort leak. of leak that yeah. didn't really surface all the way to the top. Well, I mean, I it's not surprising, the- right? You heard on Reddit. Yeah, I heard it. So on Reddit today, I I heard that um, someone like it was on Wizards event thing. So what you could do is like you could look into the future and there would be things saying like, oh, this is a pioneer event. And someone like on Reddit said that as like an anecdote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like there was like a brief period where were was. I mean, that's not surprising, right? Like Moto, like for a very brief period, like one night, like uh, before Twin got banned, it was it was yeah. banned. Yeah, so yeah everyone. Was like everyone if we were at FNM and everyone proceeded to like shit their pants. I was like, I'm at FNM. I can't log into Moto and sell my fucking Splitter Twins. Yeah. <laughs> like by the time I got home, it was like worthless on Moto. Yeah. Feels bad. <laughs> um, it was funny because everybody thought it was fake for like a. I remember that night too. Everybody thought it was fake for like a whole like two hours, and then after like the third or fourth round, people were like, "Oh shit, no, this is real." 
Yeah, yeah. Watsy, Watsy fucks up with stuff like that a lot, slipping, slipping the street data a little bit. Um, but um, that aside, uh, Aaron Forsyth posted on Twitter today that you need to be aware getting into this format that from the get go, at least, um, he says the only cards banned in Popper, or sorry, I keep passing Popper and pre-modern, obviously the P formats in Pioneer at its inception are the Fetchlands. But I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't true for long. We'll be managing the format aggressively and off cycle based on MTGO results in advance of the first tabletop preview events next year which are, uh, I think, in like January, February. Um, so they are not going to be adhering to the normal ban and restricted cycle. Uh, and it looks like they're going to be leveraging that big data they have access to with motor results. Um, so um, they're going to be banning stuff that gets out of hand. Do it. The wording, the wording around this kind of announcement is very similar to or at least in my mind, is very similar to what uh, French EDH was doing for a long time. I don't know. They're probably still doing it. I haven't kept up with the format at all. Uh, but essentially, it was just like, anytime anything gets good, gets banned. I mean, I don't think you're going to do it quite like that. But like, they have access to so much more data than any like fan-run event you know, a group could ever have. Like, They have all the data on all the right. matchups. Right. And I'm, I'm actually really glad they're finally going to start taking advantage of that. The big thing here, too, that we didn't mention yet is this format is going to be legal. It's going to be a thing in paper. It's going to be a thing on Magic the Gathering Online. It is not going to be a thing on Arena. It's free real estate. Well, that's, yeah. that's so good. I, I think we were referring, right, that MTGO is going to be left behind and Arena is going to be taking over. But this uh, this definitely confirms that MTGO is still going to get a little bit of love. Which makes me happy because, you know, we've got a collection on Moto. <laughs> Only worth a little bit of money. So, you know, Historic is kind of like the uh, lame duck format now, I feel like. It kind of feels a little half-baked, like just uh, just put out there to to placiate people who were playing on Arena when rotation happened. They've, I think they really should like start dubbing cards back to, to RTR and just make this new... Prim- uh, Pioneer format legal on Arena. That just blows my mind. You think they should do that? Yeah, yeah I just don't see having nah. uh, the separate historic format makes no sense to me. Well, the historic format it will be good. Like, will have legs eventually, right? Like, well, it's just the management thing, though. Like, I. It's just like so. Historic is just like a thing to to make people who play Arena like not be sad because they can't dust their cards that aren't standard anymore. Yeah. Like format fatigue is a real thing, and I'm not convinced Watsy has enough resources to like effectively management two extra formats. Like they're doing like let like let's be real, they're not really paying that close of attention to vintage and, and legacy. Those are just kind of writing, but they're they've an active handed modern and standard, and now historic and pioneer as well. The and they've is, got their whole little experiment with brawl still kicking around. The thing is, they don't really have to do much with historic for like the next couple years. Like the historic, they can just let historic get out of hand for for the next like two years before they actually have to do anything about it because the card pool is still so small. Yeah. Where it's like, where but it's like, like the thing is historic, like who's even going to be playing historic, right? That's yeah. That's another thing. Like why does historic even exist? Yeah. Because it just exists playing, to make people who play arena like slightly. If happy. you're already playing standard but, and you're already doing like limited events, you're not going to stop doing that because there's this format. You're going to like, historic doing is that. not even a supported paper format, and it doesn't sound like there's really any plans for it to be one. Yeah, right? I think that's kind of the nail in the coffin 
with with uh pioneer getting paper events right off the get-go and historic no peep i think that's like it's like brawl at this point i feel like it's like dead yeah because that's the thing about pioneers that they've already announced three gps or four gps for the next year which is i think it's it and modern have the most amount of gps in that first quarter of the year yeah yeah rip legacy <laughs> Uh, this is I just I call this this is, this is awesome. Glad <laughs> modern becomes the new legacy. The new format becomes the modern standard. Stays the same. Limited stays. <laughs> Stevens over here. Coincidence? I think, I think not. not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in years, and I think that was a pretty good impression of that guy. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. Uh, so powerful yeah, strategies no out the gate. What do we got? What do we got out the, out, out the gate? Out the uh, gate without with assuming uh, assuming that they're dumb and they don't ban anything that's already on the current standard ban list. What they didn't. is well they they haven't announced everything yet. So no, they have. Like it's like well, I guess they might. They could right, change something in the next few days. It goes live on Wednesday, and yeah. they have an announcement before it goes live on Wednesday. So they could just be like. Standard so, ban list. Here you go. Todd Anderson was uh, streaming all day today with his uh, viewers on um, Freeform on Moto. So they were just testing with the, you know, uh, Pioneer rules. I was in and out the whole day. Like, literally every single fucking time I clicked open to the Twitch, there's like five or six times, someone had a dig through time on the stack. I bet. Like, Dictator Time is insane. Like the card is fucking busted. Yeah. It's so it's banned in every other format. It's yeah. banned in EDH, right? They're like, gonna they're gonna ban it in this format. There's yeah, no way so, they there's no way they keep it. I think I have some signed ones. I should try to sell them while they're still high. Uh <laughs> does it get around uh an R set? I don't know how it's yeah, phrased. It's supposed you to be put in your hand. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck fuck treasure cruise. Do not want. Uh, uh Aetherworks. That's a lot of cards. Um. Yeah, Aetherworks is just like again, like everyone's like, "Oh, you have Teferi in the format, so you yeah, know but- you just minus Teferi on Aetherworks Marvel." Yeah. Except okay. you just play it and fucking spin it, and you have an Emrakul in play. Uh, GGs. Can you, can you cast things that you spin off of Aetherworks with Teferi? I'm not exactly sure how that timing works out. I uh, yeah. Like, is is casting it part of the? It's part of the ability of the Aetherworks Marvel. In which case, you wouldn't be able to do it because it's a fairy. Well, it right. says it says you may cast this card until the end of turn, or or is it you may cast this card? Let's reread it. It says you may cast a card from among them without paying its mana cost. So it's part of the resolution. It sounds like, but it. it's a may ability. So if it's part of the resolution of the ability, I don't think you can actually. Mm. Do that. Interesting. I think it just stops either Vrix Marvel. Maybe you like may that's why cast it, it blocks them out with them. knowledge pool. It's like the same shit. <laughs> yeah. You may cast this card from among them without paying its mana. So, but if it's part of the resolution, then it can't be. No. But it's, it's a may ability, so you don't have to use it. Oh my god! There's so much rules on here. Yeah, you can't cast it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, right, yeah. Right, that's right, why a knowledge pool locks them out because yeah. you're casting the thing for the knowledge pool. Right. Where he's like, oh well, no, nah, you can't. Yep, you're right. Stack's not clear. Screw you. Keep careful track of how many energy counters each player has. Okay, thanks. Thanks, rules notes. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. It, they wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to cast it, especially if it was a must ability. Like you have to cast one from your hand. Then it. 
right. I don't think that changes anything. Right. I'm like gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame this on Jerry T. I saw him talking about it, and I just you know I believe that Jerry T knew more about magic than I did. But there you go. <laughs> so I guess yeah, but you just remove the Teferi and then then play your Marvel. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, everyone over here talking about <laughs> Deathrite Shaman. Deathrite Shaman's with, without, fucking terrible. Fetchlands, like, why, whoa, why is anyone whoa. playing Deathrite Shaman? It's terrible. Whoa, whoa, why would... Well, listen, Deathrite Shaman terrible. is fine. Terrible. It's it's not terrible. Terrible. All right, sure, whatever. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm on, I think it's okay. I, think I mean, it's you fine. Got, you have Stitcher Supplier and stuff. Like, oh. if you need it to work, you, so you'll you get can't, it to work. The, the reason that Deathrite was busted is because it was a bird that let you cast a three drop on turn two. That no. also had like play the rest of the game, right? But yeah. like, it can't ever do that. There's no way to do that in pre-modern, right? Like, right, like or a pioneer, I mean, like, yeah. There's there's no way to play a three way. drop with a death right. Yeah. Well, I agree two. that like you know it's like I still think it's fine. I don't think it's like you know best card ever made like right. it was in Legacy. I think right. it's still a playable card though. Yeah. I just yeah, don't think it's. it's 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 yeah. just it's just a dork that does something else in the late game. Like yeah, but the but thing like, is, it's it not a dork. It's it doesn't a dork. just. But it can be. Like you, have to, you have to build the but, deck around. By kind the time of it's like turned on, your graveyard stuff. But by like, the time it's turned on, you're past the point where the ramp is like crucial, right? Like turn four, like what you're bridging listen, to a five drop. Like, it still it still is a cool. It not cool, but it's a good late game card. Like you're either gonna gain life or you're gonna start. Just trickling life away from your opponent, but like, while you do other more powerful things, like I'm not like saying, saying Grim Law Master is a really good seven drop, you know. Like technically, yes, I guess, but yeah, like, it, like I don't know. it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think people have too much of an emotional attachment to the card. Yeah. Listen, my signed copies. Uh huh. Do I also not have, have an emotional copies. attachment. I, I right? also have signed copies. Yeah, I just. One of them's Korean. No, no, but I, but I really do think it's like I'm not saying it's the best card. I'm just saying like yeah, it's it's a fine card. It's gonna be good. I just don't think your mid range deck. Like I don't. You want to play Deathrite in a mid range deck, right? You don't want to play it in control. You don't want to play it in aggro. But why don't you want to play it in control? Because it's not effective early in the game. In late game, you have better things to do for your mana. But like, what better things are you doing in this format than Deathrite Shaman? Yeah. Like, like what's your turn one? Thoughtsies. Yeah. Thoughtsies, hold okay. up spell pierce, like fatal push. Like, I don't know, duress even. Like But you can still do all that and have a death ray shaman. Not on turn one. Yeah, it does fucking dick the early turns of the game. Because like it, so if you're if so like the creatures are really good in this format, dude. Like the removal is like eh, creatures are really good. If you're like turn one, play a death right, are you gonna activate it on turn two? Like, no, you probably want to play a two drops. Your death rate's doing nothing now. It's just a squire. And then turn three, it's like, oh, you're gonna play a three drop or like play a two drop and then death right again like it fills gaps on your curve okay but like it's not it's not powering you out to like doing anything off curve like that's like the whole point of mid-range is you want to play like really cost effective stuff try to get ahead on curve and like take over the game right like death right doesn't do that death rate's like a in, in this format at best it's like a chip shot card late in the game but why is that bad because you could be doing way better stuff with your mana at that point. It doesn't help you early game, right? So early game, you want to play cards like Thought Seize or Removal that like keep you at parity or ahead on board. Deathrite doesn't do that. And then late game, you just want to be playing like like bombs. Deathrite's not a bomb. So but like, it's you, like, but it's, you just said it yourself. The removal's so good in this format. No, it's not good. The removal's not good. The removal's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> Which, I think... Isn't yeah, it Path? Push? Nope, no Path. Path is not legal. Push isn't path? Uh, path. Path, path is not legal. Nope. 
and push doesn't have uh revolt because there's no fetch lands. So your really good but removal you know, air quotes you can is like build a your own revolt with um eating some food. <laughs> there you go. God. Yeah, like like I was looking at ramp options for like a a band deck, right? And it was like, do you want to play Thanawar Elf, Elvish Mystic, or Boreal Grazer, or Gilded Goose? Like that's like the good ramp you're working with. Like Thanawar Elf is fine. Like it's pretty good. It's good, but like. Grazer is a 0-3 reaching blocker that puts a land into play. And the goose is like actually not bad, especially if you're playing Oko in your deck. So like that's what you're working with. Like yeah. I just don't think Deathrite is that good. Oh, true I hear true you. Oko. I do. But I still feel like it's not that bad. Like what would you rather have on turn six off the top of your deck? Like, would you rather have six men of Vraska or a Deathrite Shaman? I mean, there's an obvious answer. There's an obvious yeah, correct but answer. Like, there. But like on turn one, two, three four or five how much better is death right really than Vraska? a lot yeah. better you can cast it and do what with it though anything you block? want block sure you block off your squire sure it's so bad anyways we're way off in the weeds here <laughs> on death right shaman but Still I, I, I understand it's not that bad wait so why is path exile not because it was in printed in like syndicar right or conflux yeah. printed in explorers of ixalan that, is that like one of those like intro deck kind of things? Yeah, because it's yeah, it's not there. It would have defined standard. The best white removal is like seal away or oh, I'm, um, I'm looking at Gather decoration and, and stuff. I'm looking Gather at Gather and says explore, explorers of Ixalan. That's not a real set. That's not a set. Oh, okay. That's a special product. It was also oh, was signature spellbook Gideon. Was that the uh, board game? It's like a special... Yeah, it's a 47 card game. set. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Not legal. That's why blue-white control is kind of sad times because you don't have good one mana removal. But everything else is insane in the deck. On that note, the three mana walkers are really good. Three mana Teferi, Oko, um, Narset. Very powerful at three mana. Is this finally going to be three mana um, Domri Raid's time to shine? Yeah, it might be, right? Anarchopolis. Three mana Domri, which one you may Yeah, there's two, right? There's Anacrobolus <laughs> and uh It's just Domri Raid, right? It's just the it's just him. Yeah. The original oh, that, from Domri Raid, which one's the other one? Anacrobolus? Uh yeah. he was printed in um the new Ravnica set. Oh. Yeah, War, War of the Spark. Spark. Yeah. He's pretty solid. What's he do? Uh, he uh what do you cast uh, he makes mana and if you cast a creature with it, it's uncounterable, right? People were playing yep. it in the five color divisive deck when it first came out. Interesting. And then it like pumps stuff, and then it has a minus that does yeah, something. Yeah, static is like you're just gonna plus one plus zero. Yeah, minus like the fight. Can I talk yeah. about the deck that I want to see be awesome? I think I I think I've actually already talked about this on the cast. I don't actually remember, but it's a four, a four color delirium deck. Uh, it was like towards the end of it was like right before Shadows of Innistrad rotated, uh, and it has Haunted Dead, Prized Amalgam. Uh, Scrap Heap Scrounger and Elder Deep Fiend. That's only three colors so far, right? Uh, the fourth color, no, that's three colors: red, uh, blue, and and black. What was, what was red? Uh, Scrap Heap Scrounger. No, uh, I lied. Scrounger's was, black, right? Yeah. The red, sorry, the red comes from Fire uh, Impulse or something. No, no, no. What's it called? Uh, Kozlek's Return. Oh, I do remember that deck. And then you you like traverse you you do the Kozlex things because the the thing you sacrificed didn't come back yet and then it's it's a really fun deck right <laughs> it's just really hard to play 
can play um, Eldrazi Temple, right? Plays Collector Brutality. Eldrazi Temple is not legal, dude. It's not legal. Oh yeah, it's right. Never mind. I'm done. I said yeah. So people are trying to be like, oh yeah, you can like you have the Pain Lands, so you can play Eldrazi, but like Eldrazi fucking sucked. Yeah. Like, I was thinking like, Temple did not see Standard yeah. play like at all. Yeah, yeah. They didn't no, have the right for it. Yeah, without Temple, I think Eldrazi's are just like pretty yeah. poor. I mean, just I mean, Displacer's still fine, but yeah, I I think one of the problems with the Planeswalkers is that they all come down after all the busted three mana walkers. Yeah. Like. I think Teferi is just gonna probably be one of the first cards to go. Like I've played, like I've played Standard for the past year, and like it's once more the Spark came. Like I liked it when it was uh, just Ravnica, and it was like still fine when there was like the second Ravnica set. But War of the Spark just made it, just made it awful. Like all these, like the worst part about Teferi is you can't even have a good aggro deck because this thing's just gonna bounce your creature, stay around. It's gonna oh. draw you a card. Um, it's a like, reflector mage that draws a card and stays around exactly. to do it again. Yeah, yeah and we already talked about how busted reflector mage was, and it also just makes like to me. So I played, and you know, I played a lot of Esper control, and it's weird when you're playing this control list and you're not playing any draw spells and you're not playing any counter spells because these three mana walkers are just super oppressive. Yeah. Wow. Oko, I think Oko is going to go oh, really yeah. quick too. Oko just like punishes you for going wide by making food it punishes you for like going narrow by just turning your crap into an elk like and then you just play like you know a sweeper for the like going wide too it's so gross yeah. dude the card's really dumb <laughs> yeah and like someone pointed out in like the chat today like that's when you're gonna like you know play one drop play hard of kieran oko like you're never gonna lose that game yeah or you just go like elf into oko one two holy yeah. shit yeah, Heart of Karen into Oko. That is uh, a really fucking combo. Yeah, Holy yeah the crew cruise the yeah. Jeez, if you don't have yeah, loyalty, it's a plus two, yeah. so you can like attack and block yeah. and Jeez, be like even on loyalty. Yeah, and I don't understand. Like Oko, you know, it doesn't die to roast, which is like the big thing that was supposed to fight it. And all it these things. Doesn't die to fry like, either. Yeah. Like yeah. Or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not fry. roast fry. Yeah. Yeah. When people are saying they like they made fry to beat back the walkers from war. Yeah. But then they were like, oh, we built, we made Fry, so Oko and Royal Scions have to not just die to Fry, and so they go up to six fucking loyalty right off the bat. It's insane. Like That's quite big. Impressive. So dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I was, um, queue up, queue up the fucking shitty Mission, Mission Impossible, like, flute music again here. I'm gonna play that one for you guys, because, like, I was trying to buy Oko this weekend, um, so I like, I got my original two Okos, I pre-ordered them at like 20 each, and then like, over the weekend I was like, wow, I really need this third Oko, and it's like, 40 fucking dollars, it's like, holy shit, like, fine, 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 I'll get it, and then today, it's like 60 fucking dollars for an yeah. Oko right now, like, who knows on Friday, this will probably be laughable, because it'll be back down to like 40, or it'll be like 80. Oh, I think <laughs> it's gonna go up, because like, I watched a little bit of that tournament this weekend, and one thing is there was three pretty much decks. You had decks that beat the field deck, you had Oko decks, and then you had uh, the the Field of the Dead deck, decks. Right? And all of the Oko people were like, the, our only bad matchup is the Golos deck. Like, we destroy everything else. Mm -hmm. And so I think you just have this, like, clear best deck in the format. And, you know, it's not going to slow down because you have, you know, green just has all the best cards. It has... Yeah. Um, What's the two mana thing you can cast for free? Uh, once upon, once a, upon time. a time, yeah. it's the like, cutest root. It's got the walkers. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I was reading an article and they were saying like in a normal format, like the Golos decks would get preyed upon by like the aggro decks. Yeah. But everyone was just playing fucking Simic for some stupid reason, even though it got bodied by Golos, which was like the best deck in the format by like head and shoulders. And so like no one could win with like the aggro decks because these, these random Simic decks that like shouldn't exist were just stomping out all the all the Rana Red. And so you ended you, up with this really weird metagame where Golos just like was like way overrepresented. Golos just eats the Oko decks, and there's nothing that beats the Golos deck. Yeah, does the shit on by the Oko decks? Do the Simic decks play that uh, that Hydra? Yeah, Hydra uh, Crisis. Yeah, the one that draws cards when you cast it. Yep. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the deck's just super consistent because um because of of Once Upon a Time, you just you always find your you always find your ramp. Like you're just gonna. F- you're likely going to find your goose, and then you just always have this turn to Oko, and it's just absolute. It's just dominating. Yeah. Um. And especially with Nissa, Nissa's like the green planeswalker, and she's all, all all of the war. Like, I hate all of the war cards. I wish we could just like remove that yeah. set from standard. I hear that so we much can. about modern just modern, modern, modern just and standard. A little while. Like. Yeah. Everyone fucking hates that set. And the cards are so cool when they got printed, and now I'm just like, I'm so over war. The Karn is fucking in every deck that can play it. Like, Teferi is really dumb. It's just such an oppressive play pattern. Like, Narsets are everywhere. Narsets kind of gross, but I can live with Narset, I guess. Like, ugh. It's, Narset is like dig through time on a walker, though. With, with, with Leovold stapled on for good measure. <laughs> yep. And you do it what? twice. In one color, mind you. Planeswalkers are the planeswalkers are pretty busted. Yeah. It was like so for the longest time, Watsi was like, oh, you know, new design para- paradigm, like, fuck spells. Old spells, way too good. You know what we like now? Creatures. You know what's even better? Creatures with spells attached to them. Fuck yeah. Let's get spells, so many spells in my creatures. And they're like, you know, we're like ten years on from that now. They're like Fuck creatures. You know what's awesome? Planeswalkers. You know why? Because money, money, money. We can put planeswalkers on packs and then put them in shitty movies. So it's like, oh, we'll just stick spells on planeswalkers. You know what's even better? Oh, man. Planeswalkers do stuff when you use them. But would it be cool if planeswalkers did stuff when you did nothing? Yeah, like fucking enchantment slapped onto my planeswalker, too. God damn, man. And I think the most annoying part about one of the more annoying parts about planeswalkers is like, all of them defend themselves because they've decided like, oh, you know, creatures should be the things that kill planeswalkers, and all of the spells that kill planeswalkers suck. Yeah. Like, they're not versus... Like, I've always wanted them to errata all things that say destroy target creature to also say target planeswalker. You know what card is really actually impressed? We mentioned it earlier, and that was a Murderous Rider. It's a... Uh, yeah. It's a um, Ruinous Path slash um, Hero's Downfall that also makes a uh, so the problem with uh, with the card on its face is like, oh, it kills a walker or a creature, but you take two damage. It's like, oh, that's so good against everything except for aggro. And it's like, well, what if you could just cast it as a 2-3 lifelinker? <laughs> like, oh, shit. Like, you don't even have to use the fucking doom, like the, the murder mode against an aggro deck. You just play it as a creature from the get-go. Just skip over the removal step. Like, or if they play like their big dumb idiot at the top of the curve, you just remove that and then play it as a lifelinker. Like I think that card is gonna see a lot of play in in um in standard and um pioneer moving forward. But yeah, the planeswalkers are dumb. Yep. <laughs> what are the odds this format just falls on its face? Very low. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of hype yeah. with the format yeah. already. But like that happens all the time. With fan formats. Yeah. I don't think there was any hype behind historic. Yeah, historic's like dick. Yeah. 
no one gave a shit about that format. I think the fact that there's GPs to this format automatically makes it interesting. Yep. Like, this is just, it's not going to die. You mm. can win money playing it. You can go yeah. to the Pro Tour playing it. It's new. Uh, it's wider in scope than Frontier was. There's no fetch lands. People fucking hate fetch lands. You know who hates fetch lands the most? Pros. Pros hate fetch lands because pros hate going to time. And fetch lands make you go to time more often than decks without them. That's why and I so don't play decks with fetch lands. All the pros are going to be hyping the deck. They're going to be streaming the deck, and they're going to be you know they're going to be giving coverage on these events, these GPs where they where they do it. And so people are going to see it, and they're going to be really exposed to it. So I I think even if the format's like not as super cool as it seems right now, it's going to do well just because it's going to have a ton of exposure. Yeah, and it's going to be very dynamic. Um, because they'll be banning things leading up to the GPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's like, you know, because wasn't modern. They like they had to ban stuff pretty aggressively the first year, right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Because like the I, first the first GP where they had it, like they banned like a bunch of decks right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blazing Shoal. In fact, yeah, that, that got. Yeah. And then uh, Cloud Post got banned. Seeding Song. Like, yeah. Because I expect it Nicole. to have its growing pains. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll find its way. Yeah, like let's remember, like when Modern was new, they banned fucking Wild Nicodle. Like that's where the format was. Like, I mean, I mean, it started with because that was banned in Standard. No, it was the first wave of cards, right? Was it? Was no, it? it was, was it banned it started, from the Echo? Yeah, it started, I think, it started I think the, the format band. began with it on the banners. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Same with like, uh, what's it called? The black, the black enchantment. Better Blossom. Very bitter Blossom. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Dark Depths. Dark Depths. Yeah. Uh. No, Nakata was not banned from the get-go. Really? Uh, no. Uh, so they banned... So the format uh, first came out in August 2011, and then they in December they banned Punishing Fire and Wild Nakata. Hmm. But after the first tournament, they banned Blazing Shoal, Cloud Post, Green Sun Zenith, Ponder, Preordain, and Rite of Flame. <laughs> oh, yeah, Rite of Flame. Fuck that card. Yeah. So they, like, fucking hammered all the really, like, crazy combo decks and Cloud Post, the insane big mana deck, right after, like, the first... Was it the first GP or the first run of GPs? Or it was a pro Cloud tour. Post it was is, a pro right. tour. That's right. It was pro tour Philadelphia. A new question. Which was won by Splinter Twin, by the way. Is Cloud Post really that broken now? It's so gross. Right now? Yes. Dude, Cloud Post so? is, yeah, it's so much better than Trollin. It's so gross. Yeah. Have you ever played against it in Legacy? No. It can keep up with Legacy decks. Let's just leave it at that. All right. <laughs> I'll shut up. Granted, it's a bad Legacy deck, but... <laughs> well, the reason it's bad is because of Wasteland. Wasteland. Yeah, and so they have to play main deck Pythian Needle on Wasteland, but like if there isn't Wasteland around to prey on it, it's berserk. Like because they don't have to like they don't have to like on turn two like do fucking dick. They can actually start playing like bigger stuff right Doesn't from the format. Get-go. Just have equal amount of the land, land modern sucks. Field of Ruin is so slow. Like what time? What turn yeah. does it go off? It, two and three. Like it's it plays like a medium sized thing on three. Or on two, and then it plays a big ass fucking thing on on three, and on four it plays like some really big ass shit. Yeah. And like the tiny. deck is a lot better to aggro because one of the cloud li- or whatever the post lands yeah. like gains you life. Uh, post, uh, yeah, that's right. Life. I forgot about that. Yeah, so it gains oodles of life. Even mid range decks actually have a hard time beating it down. Um, and then so yeah, so like aggro and mid range decks have issues beating it down because it gains so much life, and then the control decks just get fucking dumpstered by big mana like they always do like hmm. yeah right. no it's really gross i've like i get yeah i've played against this deck a lot in legacy back when people used to play it a bit more and it's so depressing to play against. speaking of ancient formats 
ancient formats. What happened in Popper? Oh man, so you want to you want to get right into that? Yeah, sure. We're gonna we're gonna seek in. So leaving Pioneer behind, and we're gonna be talking a lot about Pioneer in the upcoming weeks, and everyone else is. So before we go away from Pioneer, just a reminder: we talked about Aetherworks Marvel, Dig Through Time, Teferi, but let's also remember that um, you can play Splinter Twin. <laughs> and by Splinter Twin, I mean Sahili Cat. Yeah, it's cat. It's kitty cat. By the way, yeah, meow, 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 and I meow, meow, meow. Yeah, See, that eighteen dollars now. <laughs> so what? So what I'm hearing is that everybody should be buying. Uh, oh, but Sahili is also a three man of Lanesswalker, so you know. yeah. Everybody should be buying <laughs> the uh, Heroes Downfall and uh, the other black black one. Just play Murderous. Murderous Writer does that. The card we're talking about, it does that, but it's also a 2-3 lifelinker. Are you talking about Vraska's Contempt? No, it's the... Ruinous Path. Ruinous Path. Yeah. That's a sorcery also. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Everything's a sorcery with Teferi. Murderous Rider is an instant, Facts. (laughs) (laughs) If I just have Teferi, you know, your your hero's downfall can go fuck itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, So so Ruinous Path is the one you want to get. Destroy a target creature, Planeswalker, and then you can awaken it. For a bunch of more mana. No, dude, I'm telling you, Murderous Rider, it does the same thing at instant speed. It's destroy a creature or planeswalker for one black black, you lose two life, but then you also afterwards get to cast it as a two three creature with lifelink, and when it dies, you put it on the bottom of your deck. Yeah, but but awaken. It's instant. But but awaken. But to fairy. Yeah. Yeah. No instance here. <laughs> awaken. Yeah. It's so good. This card is definitely better than either of those, guaranteed. I will bet. Teferi's even more obnoxious. It's like, oh, I, I play this like card, just you have to destroy the Teferi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've destroyed your Teferi, but now I don't have this thing to kill your Sahili and I'm dead now. Yep. Yeah, because I think that's another gonna be an another awful thing, because like, you know, you can't just kill the Felidar Guardian response, right? Like yeah. The Elder Spell. Calling it now. The Elder Spell. That it's card like is sweet. People people are playing the Sahili Cat deck in modern with Teferi, and it's like all those same cards exist in fucking Pioneer. Blue Blue yeah. 2 uh Exile Stack. Oh, summary dismissal? Nail it. Ca- you can't Fix cast format, it. Guys. Can't, you, can't, you can't cast it Teferi out. Oh, that's right. <laughs> nice try. I tried. <laughs> fucking Teferi. So Teferi's gonna get banned. Teferi just says no before you've even asked the the question. The format gets a lot more interesting if Teferi gets banned, I gotta say. Yeah, which plays Oko decks instead. Yeah. Like what if you're what if you play Teferi and Aetherworks Marvel? (laughs) Turn three Teferi, turn four Marvel. Then you You don't lose. Made no energy. Well you do one and two. You got like what, would we risk puzzle knot and What a fucking garbage card. (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad. What's the one mana one that lets you search and gives you energy? Adventure Simples, I believe. Yeah. Whatever that one is. Yeah. Slay the land, get two energy. Oh, You're going to bounce your Rogue Refiner with Teferi. Draw some extra oh, yeah. cards. Mm. <laughs> I don't think... Can you Teferi your own stuff? I don't yeah. think you can. Yeah, you yeah. can. You can. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's a combo. Yeah. One of the big things I did was, uh, when I played Standards, you bounce Oath of, uh, Oath of Kaya with your Teferi draw a card, replay it, kill somebody, gain some life. Ooh, just play Oath of Nyssa, your favorite card, Chris. I think that's gonna be a real thing, to be honest. Because Planeswalker decks are so good. God, it's such a shit card. And my and my copies that Chris has Dude. had for like two years finally gonna Dude, have to come out. Color I mean, Planeswalker decks. Yeah, they, they don't have fetches to fix mana, so Oath of Oof. Nissa, so good. What is it? Uh, deploy the Gatewatch. Oof! Fucking Avengers theme. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Avengers level threat. <laughs> <laughs> 
decks. I don't know if you guys knew in Standard, they had a Jeskai or four-color control deck where you, like, just play a bunch of all the busted three-mana Planeswalkers and you play Sarkhan, turn them into dragons. Yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah, the Fires yeah, decks. Yeah, Nicol Bolas the Dragon Dragon. <laughs> we talked about this last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Narset Part yeah. of Dragons. Yeah. Temio the Dragon Researcher. <laughs> <laughs> that one really got you, didn't it? Uh, it's so good. There's so I I still like Nicol Bolas the Dragon Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you can be undragable, dragonable. Anyways, yeah. standard popper. What happened? Uh, bump bump bump. There was a banning. Uh, what did expected? No. Well, yes, but actually, no. But it was like, it it was like on schedule, but they were like, oh no. So Help. they were like, well, ahead of the uh, Comp Ariel events coming up, was it a GP or a PT? Uh, they're like, we're going to take some action. And they just didn't say what, but it was implied, I think, standard. And so everyone was like, well, Field of the Dead or Oko are going to get the X for sure. And this morning they announced that they have banned Field of the Dead. Die! And there was much rejoicing until everyone realized that they were now living in Oko's world. Or I should say it was Oko's world and they were just living in it. <laughs> or just being turned into elk in it. <laughs> yeah. So you said earlier, like, the Oko decks were shitting on everything that wasn't the Golos deck, and now the Golos deck doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's, uh, I saw cool. a list of pre-modern, and it was like, now you can play all your favorite cards from Magic's past, and it was like, uh, it was like the thing we were just talking about. It was like, Teferi, Teferi <laughs> the elk. Narset. Wait, did you say pre-modern? No, sorry, and Pioneer, not pre-modern. Pioneer. It was just like a list of cards that had been turned into fucking elk, and at the bottom of this really long list, it was Thoughtseize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, huh, okay. <laughs> so you get the elk god and yeah, Nicol Bolas elk <laughs> god. I, I still love the picture. It was like a, a Nicol Bolas dragon god that was uh, using Oko's make a food ability. Make a food. <laughs> Like, was that really the best option you had? Like, plus two, make a fucking food? Yeah. <laughs> like, I am all-powerful. I am unleashed. I am Nicol Bolas, dragon god. I am also very hungry. Yeah, like, my <laughs> lord, what will you do with your newfound power? He's like, <laughs> like fucking Minecraft eating sound. <laughs> make a food. <laughs> anyway, uh, What happened in Popper? Well... Uh, there's been a lot of kicking, screaming, moaning, uh, a lot of very unhappy people. A lot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Really? You don't pay attention to people that care about Popper, but I do, because uh, I think Popper is sweet. Uh, but man, people have been, people have been, people getting murdered out here, man. People have been getting straight murdered. Blood is running in the streets, and they're, they're very, very chilly streets, because Arkham's Astrolabe is just crushing it in Popper. Or I should say, was crushing it. Jeskai Ephemerate was insane in the membrane, dude. So Popper's always been like really defined by like how shit the mana was. Like, I think we could agree that like shitty mana was just part of the Popper experience. And it turns out yeah. when you take that away, it is not fun anymore. <laughs> uh three color Popper decks are really fucking impressive. The power level is too high. And so I think Ephemerate might actually get the axe down the line too, because that card is also just really gross. So you know you know something's fucked up when Core Skyfisher is like one of the standout cards in the format. That's a white one. It's a two mana two three flyer. What's not to like? Yeah, it's a mana war for two that huh. gets 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it gets non-creature well, stuff, it's, too. It's not a mana war. Yeah. You have to bounce a permanent you control. Yeah. It's a self-mana war. Um, and turns out when you play it with Astrolabe, you just bounce the fucking Astrolabe and redraw a card. So you like have a target for it always. So you can play it on curve. It draws you cards Glint in the Hawk process. Also wants to know your location. Yeah, Glint Hawk, like all this crap. And so you play that and you play Snowland, so you have Scred as your removal. And then you have Ephemerate to flicker all your crap. I don't know if any of you guys have played against the the Bant Ephemerate deck in Modern. It's like that. Oh, it's that's like sweet. God, it's so depressing when you try to like kill their thing and they're like, oh, Ephemerate it. And you're like, wow, I tapped out for that removal. Like, uh, they just drew a card, and yep. I lost my removal spell. And, oh, now they're untapping, and they're drawing another card! Like That's why I don't play yeah. decks with removal. Yeah, <laughs> fucking A, man. Well, then they just block your thing and ephemerate it, and so you are you don't do any damage, their thing doesn't die, and they drew a card twice. That's like, why you play Titan. Ugh. Titan and Popper? Sure, why not? Anyways. Um, you all right there, bud? Hanging in there? I don't know. It's dumb. Sounds like it sounds like bouncing things is not your jam. Oh, uh, it's just so much value, dude. It's so gross. I I literally so I saw this deck when it was first doing the rounds like a while back, like right after they printed the Modern Horizons cards. So I was like, wow, this seems way like, right up my alley. I had um uh card hoarder, um so I like rented the cards, you know, real quick. I like took it into some games and I just fucking shat on people. I hadn't been paying attention to Popper for months. Like, I knew nothing about what was going on in the format. Oh, I guess no one else did either because they just got all these new cards dumped on them. But, like, the deck was so easy to play and just crush people with. Just crush people. Like, it was so much better than what anyone else was doing. It was absurd. So, they banned Arkham's Astrolabe and Popper. Good riddance. Cool. Good riddance. Good fucking riddance. <laughs> Anyways. That's anyway. that my terrain about... about Popper. We get that once every few episodes. Uh, but we're going to move right along into Modern. There's been a uh, relatively active weekend in Modern. We had a uh, MTGO PTQ, an MTGO challenge uh, with some interesting results. And there was a, a slew of SEG regionals. Uh, SEG linked a bunch of them. Unfortunately, their data is incomplete for some of them. So I got the top eight results for seven of them and we kind of compiled it. I think that's probably a good place to start. Um, just to get a kind of top level picture about what's going on in the format. I know these regionals aren't like the highest tier events, but they are quite competitive. Uh, and I think the decks that we saw top eighting are pretty representative of what uh, what is good in the format right now and kind of a breakdown on, on, on what decks are outperforming others. Top of the format, Chris, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take it away. So uh, deck with most top eights. And a win, at least one, maybe two wins. Good ol' Amulet Titan. What a surprise. Hashtag no bad matchups. <laughs> yeah. But were they all any good is the real question. <laughs> yeah, did Chris take these? Take a look at these lists? Well, not the SCG lists. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> but don't worry, there's plenty of other <laughs> Amulet lists to, to comb through. Um, so moving down from there, the second most winningest deck uh, is actually a tie. It's Mono Green Tron, another big mana deck, and Jund with five results. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, obviously, if Amulet is good, big mana is usually because big mana is in a good place. And sure enough, you know, Tron right behind Amulet, although nine to five is a big drop. Nothing else came close. Amulet was almost twice as winning as as uh, the next highest deck, which is pretty crazy. Um, 
but if you look at the the distribution of these decks um the most played uh decks are basically big mana i mean we've got amulet tron titan shift down a little lower um in terms of total copies it's the highest um so 18 out of these decks are big mana decks 14 of them are mid-range 12 are what i'd call like linear aggro that's uh, mono red prowess burn humans dredge infect hardened scale slivers kind of like decks that are just trying to get you dead that's kind of the widest category i'd say but i think they kind of fall into the umbrella of linear aggro seven control decks and at the bottom four combo decks and people you know were really scared about this urza deck but we've got one copy of urza one copy of paradoxical outcome urza one paradoxical outcome urza ascendancy deck and one gift storm deck so not a lot of representation for something that was kind of the boogeyman of the format maybe that's because everyone came prepared um but i don't know um so below jund we've got mono red prowess with three wins titan shift with three burn of two and it's a, kind of a slew of uh of mid-rangey blade and shadow decks and some control centered in below there um i guess the spiciest list that uh made this this uh these top eights but we got five, one five color nivmizit deck scraping in at top eight we have it's a, not even uh, spicy anymore i mean it's still pretty spicy right a ponza <laughs> deck Nah. All right, we'll we'll give the crown to. Are we gonna give the crown to uh, the Slivers deck or the Naya Stoneblade? Slivers. List? Naya Stoneblade is. I've literally never seen those words together before. But I've seen Stoneblade and I've seen Naya, so Slivers wins. Remember when, like you've never seen the word Slivers before? <laughs> no, never. Man, if I've only. never seen a register before, dude. God, I wish that was <laughs> That's a fucking lie. You have played Commander before. Yeah. You have definitely known of the Sliver on. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dan, do you have any takeaways from this data? Any any nuggets of insight for us? Um, I think one thing is why I think why we have so many big mana decks is that all of the linear aggro decks aren't actually that quick anymore. Like humans, to me, is almost like at this mid range list. You know, there's mm-hmm. no now that we have like you know all the linear aggro. You know, dredge is a lot worse. Um, you know, phoenix which I guess, you know, is probably more on the more aggro side. Those are all gone, and so nothing is fast enough to, like, beat these decks, which are given new tools. Like, you know, Amulet now has the Field of the Dead, which now, you know, is going to probably save up a bunch of matchups. Uh, Mono Green Tron, I don't know if they're playing it, but I don't... Once Upon the... Or whatever that... Once Upon a Time? Yeah. Once Upon a Time. A lot of people were trying it out, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think there's a deck right now that's fast enough to beat any of these things. Infect, perhaps, but the yeah. Yeah. So as as someone the local uh, amulet player, stop right there, criminal scum. Like, how many of these decks do meet the big fear? Like, Tron's yeah. not a great matchup, but it's not unwinnable. Uh, Monred Prowess is kind of scary sometimes. Infect is very scary. Ponza obviously is very scary. And then what? Like Storm, the Ascendancy deck are probably pretty scary. Maybe like Outcome or Yeah. But the rest are pretty yeah. kind of manageable yeah i think these mid-range and control decks are really keeping the linear and combo decks in check and that just leaves big mana to kind of capitalize on that and yeah. just crush on all these mid-range also i think mid-range is really popular right like everyone wants to play with these sweet new cards like stoneforge and the planeswalkers that we were talking about you know we've been bitching so much about teferi and oko you know what decks don't give a shit about three mana planeswalkers tron and amulet yeah. like who cares like I'm not casting spells on your turn. I'm casting big ass fucking duders on my turn, and yeah. I'm killing oh, you. Oh, you made a food good for fucking you. Here's a primeval titan. <laughs> yeah, 
because I think like just in my opinion, like someone asked me once, uh, once Hogak got banned, like, oh, do you think your humans deck is better? And I was like, no, like Modern Horizons has all these cards that just destroy me. Like I can't beat a winged co- the Quaddle card, right? Like, yeah. like what am I supposed to do? Like, you winning. know, never attack. Like, you know, pe- they're playing these like, you know, three mana, everyone gets minus one, minus one effects with your uh, Plague Engineer. Yeah, you, for some, you know, Stoneforge Mystics in the format. So like, you know, you can't race somebody. And, you know, you have this two mana Planeswalker that pings everything, you know, one mana. You know, one damage a turn, so... Yeah, it could look like deploying your, like, your little small guys if you don't have, like, a pump effect right away. Mm-hmm. Where they're just, like, fodder. Yeah. But one thing I'm surprised about is Jund. I don't understand how Jund wins any matchup. Uh, Bloodbraid like, Elf and Renin 6. Renin 6 like, is a good card. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just... Lily on the Veil is still a good yeah. card, too. So Lily on the Veil really punishes, like, the control decks, uh, and Red and Six can as well, and so does Bloodbraid Elf, honestly. I think they're just really leaning into the, like, anti-big mana strategy, because, um, like, Red and Six can actually help, like, support that now, um, with, like, you know, a little bit of land-based hate, and then they have, like, Fulminators and crap in the sideboard, and then they just have, like, the tools to actually, like, outgrind the other decks. That's my guess, at least. Because, like, I don't know, at least with me on humans, I've never lost a Jund. So, for me, it's like, if if Jund can't beat one of the more premier aggro decks, I don't know what it's beating. And I, I guess one thing with Jund for me is I never understand, like, you're supposed to out-top deck people, but your threats are, like, you know, these, like, two, like, you know, two-mana vanilla things, and you don't have cantrips to make your draws actually good. Like, you know, like, you don't have these Ancient Stirrings kind of cards to make sure you draw the good card. You kind of just have to get lucky, I I mean, think. Discard is really good, too, right? Yeah. Like, I've di- always been... I don't, li- I, I don't like Discard. I've, I'm someone who doesn't like Discard in Modern because I think Modern is a quick format and Discard is inherently card disadvantage. Or it's tempo disadvantage. Yeah. The thing, the thing about it though is like you take their best card, so then you just have to beat their like they're not as they're not best cards, and your cards are really good. <laughs> I don't know. Losing discard always feels bad. They just like turn one Inquisition, take my amulet. Yeah. I'm like, all right, untap scout. Like, lol, untap bolt your scout. Thossies, you take your Azusa, and I just do dick for like the next four turns. Yeah, and, like on turn four, they play a blood brave and cascade into like a fucking Tarmogway for some shit, and they just kill you in like two turns. Yeah. But also, Jund has a really hard time keeping up with humans if humans just draws humans. Yeah, because that's the thing, like, you know, and hum- well, because that's the thing, like, you know, everyone always was like, oh, man, this is a bad matchup. But like, all of all I'm going to draw are threats and all of my threats right. are two for ones, right? Like, you know, I'm not going to fatal push your guy. I'm going to bounce your thing right. and get a two three with it. Yeah, the, that matchup you would think is like really good for Jund. It's actually like less than 50 i think it's probably more like 40 60 in the human's favor just because even though they're like thought teasing and destroying at the same time you're still like okay you got rid of my six six here's my six six yeah what else do you have another removal you have discard okay take my meddling mage great awesome i mean yeah. i can see jund really struggling to beat a four four mantis rider yeah yep, that's too. yeah that's too. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, you top deck a Manus Rider, they top deck a Goyf, like you, you kill him. Yeah. Yeah. 
like, Which, aha, part six. Uh, and you're like, yeah. abrupt decay, cool. please? Nope, shit. Reflect your mage. Yeah. Yeah. Found it, put the five, six. Yeah. And I guess, hand. like, is Jund good against Titan Shift? Like, it doesn't have a good no, burn matchup. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it beating the Bants. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what it's preying on. What I hear it was like um, John's match percentage against Titan Shift over the course of Weekend was zero percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John. Yeah. It, it was like over four or something. Yeah, yeah. And it, I guess is John favored against Amulet? I can't imagine it because, like, you know, you have Field of the Dead and Prime Time. I think like, it's. That's, I think it's favored it's only slightly. Closer than it was i think it's like so, i think it's kind of favored right like it depends a lot on how much they want to not lose to a deck like him yeah because some people like oh i sideboard four fulminator mages <laughs> right and they just go like turn one discard turn two discard turn three fulminator you turn four fulminator you turn five full like colgan's command you fulminator great you. congratulations you did the thing you didn't lose to me yeah and it's like oh yeah every if every card in my deck is like a land hate and a ways to recar my land hate, then yeah, sure, you're you nailed it, bud. You're going to Good be job. favored. <laughs> but yeah, by and large, like for the most part, Tarn Wolf doesn't line up very well against Primeval Titan. And with Feudal of the Dead, like yeah, it makes Lillian Edict much less like reliable to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you more threat density. Yeah, Feudal of the Dead is really scary. It is a spooky ass card. But, uh, like, in the matchup, I think Jund has to tempo you out. Yeah. At least try. So if they, if they like... They have good threat dispersal across the curve, too. So, like, EE isn't, like, a huge, like, knockout punch. Right. EE is still good. Yeah. Wait, do they still Bloodbait, play Bob? They, they don't lean as heavily on their their Goyfs. They're too drop. Do they still play Because back in the day, when they were playing, like, a, like Goyfs plus Grim Flayers, like... <laughs> EE just kills every threat in their deck. Yeah. Like, Bob. They had Bob, too, right? I was just yeah, asking, Bob, do they yeah. still play Bob? Uh, two of, usually. Hmm. What? Yeah, most of the list playing two, I think, at this point. They're back on it again. Interesting. So, moving away from the uh, SEG Regionals events, we've got a challenge and a PTQ on Modo, and I... The results from the challenge and the PTQ, the really big thing that stands out to me that really like blows my hair back is Bantildrazi won the challenge and got fifth in the PTU. <laughs> my like, man, what year is it? Like, holy crap! Last so they're they're jamming Oko into Bantildrazi now, Seems and weird. yeah, right. And <laughs> once upon a time, would, like yeah. holy shit, yeah, that seems you would pretty think, good. You would think that the thing like that would bring back Bantildrazi would be Stone Fortunist. Yeah, nah. yeah, it's no. just not in either of these lists. Like nope, Fox Stoneforge Mystic. Uh, but I'm all about that. Once upon a time, Oko. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Because if you think about it, like the deck really wants a turn one dork. Yeah. Right. So, like, so you like oh turn one dork turn two like uh, Temple of Thanos here. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the the best thing you can be doing mm-hmm. most of the time. And once upon a time just makes it so much more likely that that happens. Yeah. Well, you would just you just really want to disturb for like like a temple like so the deck was at its best when you had the most temples like the more temples you could get the better the deck was and like oh well once upon a time helps you fucking find your temple and then occasionally you'd have like the draws where you had all the temples but you had no fucking threat well once upon a time finds the threat like who cares if you can't even cast it for free on turn two it's still like pretty solid so you can have like turn three reality smasher or whatever but i mean you can even find your turn one dork off of it like it finds it finds whatever you whatever you need calling it right now once upon a time will be banned Eh, maybe. 
free spells are pretty gross so yep. i mean i won't i won't roll it out but i mean people have been talking about ancient stirrings forever and i don't know who knows ancient stirrings not free yeah but it's better <laughs> it also has a pretty strict uh a pretty strict um uh clause on it yeah i don't know <laughs> once upon a time is a pretty wide net it's also an instant which is really dumb yeah it so, is the know. first spell you cast so you yeah. do it on at the end of your opponent's yeah. turn if your opponent has the has no the... why would you do it at the end of your opponent's turn oh because you get you get to see one one card deeper because you still haven't cast a spell look exactly. at that you can play around their force of negation ha. yeah that's like the one excuse for yeah. that <laughs> so the the player who goes first they still have an upkeep right they just skip their draw step so you just upkeep once upon a time so you can't play an island and spell snare right <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine how fucking hyped you'd be if on turn on your turn one you got to spell snare something? You're like, I was gonna opt, but fuck, sure. <laughs> Why not? Holy crap. That's uh is this tempo? <laughs> um but uh in the PTQ, the winner uh was big surprise, Amulet. Best deck. Best deck playing cards, Chris. Uh mm. And explore four fucking explorers. We out here, fam. Explore gang represent. What did they? And two yeah. so, uh, no, no one spot times here because one spot times does not find Karn. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, this list is uh, weird. Mm, mm. Two I, gemstone yeah, line. I'm not really about it. I mean, everyone by now knows my feeling on Karn and Amulet. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, course of truth. Yeah. Really. I guess this card just like, I don't know. I've I've tried playing this card before. It always just feels like it doesn't do anything like ever. There is a lot of burn around though. Yeah, so I was gonna say unless there's like a shit ton of burn, there's not really any any a decent amount. It. Yeah. I guess, but like a Borlook Razor's decent against burn too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. One Richie boy. Uh so second place in the PTQ, Jund again. So I mean it keeps showing up, so I know. Dan's having a hard time understanding how it does well, but here it is again. <laughs> getting uh, getting the uh, the cycling lands, the horizon lands, is also quite good for Jun just to kind of uh, keep the land count high while also letting you cash them in in the mid to late game for real action. Yeah, I mean that's one thing I really enjoyed about the um, the Teamer Chalice deck I was playing for a little bit <laughs> was cycling Lonely Sandbar and buying it back with Ren and Six. Yeah. It was good times. Uh, third place is Eldrazi Tron, and I think this is, I think, the most represented deck across these two events. There's a lot of Eldrazi Tron. Um, it was not as represented in the SCG side, but there's a lot of it sprinkled around throughout these two events. Um, so. What I think is interesting yeah. is the Endbringer's back. Yeah, yeah, I played against that at Upton this week. It's uh, kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I think the reason why this deck did, I, like, I'm someone who's always been against Eldrazi Tron, but I think it did well because if the perceived best deck is Paradoxal Outcome, you just drop Chalice on zero and mm -hmm. you win the game. I've seen a lot of pro players like harping on a line about how good Chalice on zero is right yeah. now. And then you have it against Burn, so you get to drop it on one, and it's just a complete showstopper. And then, you know, on Control, like, one, it's still good against Control. It's no, good against wait, almost wait, all who, the best decks. Who cares about Chalice of the Void? You're playing Eldrazi Tron, so you can put that sweet, sweet sideboard Sky Sovereign console flagship. 6-5. <laughs> Go ahead and wish for that bad boy. Oh, man. Yeah. 
why get a mycosynth lattice when you could get a sky sovereign for one mana cheaper matter sh- matter shaper <laughs> get in oh my god yeah that card's hilarious. going for a ride crew three yeah <laughs> really like the fifth place list uh yes this is uh another uh eldrazi bantaldrazi list uh, this is the one I actually mentioned earlier. Um, this is the one that uh, got fifth in the PTQ. The other one got first in the challenge. Uh, but yeah, they're playing um, some more blue in here. Um, they've got a Sky Spawner and Elder Deep Fiend. Elder Deep Fiend, man. Yeah, the the deepest. They're playing Drowner in the uh, the first place list from the challenge. But this one's got a got Deep Deep Fiend. I mean, emerging your your Matter Shaper is just it's just value. It's free real estate. Yeah, your sky spawner's not so bad either, honestly. Yeah, Steven's got a, a bad a bad hurting for the uh, Elder Deep Fiends. Dude, I've been trying to play this card for like the past since it came out. It's see the thing <laughs> about about Elder Deep Fiend is it's like it's a harder to cast um a mistbind click. Right. <laughs> but but no one plays mistbind click. <laughs> right, but like it's better than mistbind click just because of the body. Well, but it flies though. But the body, dude. The it body. Is a, it is thick AF. Let me tell you. Extra thick. It's it's just it's a weird card. It's a super weird card. It's but it's so much fun. We need to resolve one, and your opponent is just like, okay, yeah. why? He's a thick ass boy. That's for sure. When you're like end of end of your turn, emerge my elder deep fiend, and then tap all your blockers. Go to my combat. Yeah, I don't. I don't even care about drawing. Go to my combat. Let's go. So you know why Bantaldrazi is actually good is just because it's Bant. Both lists have three Oko, and then the first place challenge one has two Teferis in the sideboard. Like that's it. Love like, it. Uh, what is this no, no. seventh place one? Yeah, who's what playing a deck. Gilding Goose in Modern? Four X <laughs> so Gilded Goose. This this deck was crushing it today in another event. I saw someone posting about it on Twitter, and I was like, oh my god, the goose is loose. Like. This is this is real. The goose is good. What is this? Ma- the food. It makes a food. It's an artifact. Also, this is like good stuff, Urza. This is not combo it's Urza. Urza mid range is what they call it. Gosh. Yeah. It's got metallic rebukes. It's got uh, Emery Oko Tireless Tracker. Like yeah, it's just a it's just a mid range deck that has like the, uh, the artifact package. Oh yeah, it's all coming together. It's a weird deck. Um, you just kill them with. Elks and like really big constructs. Yeah, constructs. Yeah, you have tireless. It's just a ton of card advantage, right? Like Emery and tireless tracker and Elko. Every turn. Well, like almost all the cards are pretty good card advantage. Cryptic command, obviously, an all star, and then you get to play metallic rebuke, which is actually like a pretty solid card if you have this many artifacts in your deck. Um, like you tap Uh your food. Mox Amber taps for something. Yeah, like well, you tap your food (laughs) for metallic rebuke. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Witching well. Yeah, yeah how is this? Is it just winning with Oko beatdowns? Like I'm, I'm in Urza too, right? Like Urza is really yeah. like if Urza sticks, like, like you're beating them. The, the food pumps your construct, like yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. So it's like let's 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 break this down. No, like, this deck is you're just winning by making Gilded Goose an elk. <laughs> this deck is like pretty solid against uh, aggro decks, just on the back of like Oko, right? So you have like Oko. And then like goose can like kind of do a okay block, I guess. Um you had you had a pile of astrolabes. Or not astrolabes, I'm sorry, uh explosives. So you got explosives and oko against like the more aggressive decks. 
And against like mid range, you just have like infinite value with like Oko and Urza and Emery. And then against control, you've got even Charles Tracker's a lot of value. Yeah, yeah. you've got a, enough counter magic to like sneak stuff through against control. I guess like you're yeah, fairly I, recursive. I think one thing that's interesting is that this list has two mystic, mystic sanctuaries with five things to hit in the deck. It can only hit. Th- a three of cryptic command and two of metallic rebuke. It's real yeah, good. But if you just draw with Mistress Bubble every turn yeah. with Emery, it's like yeah, Bubble combo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really gross. <laughs> yeah, so that deck's super interesting. Uh, and we got some dredge kicking around here in eighth place. Boo, boo hiss. Uh, Mono Red Prowess got second in the challenge. And um, Dan, your uh, your Grixis decks here in third. Good. Good. I, which oh, which one are we on? We're on modern challenge. A oh, modern challenge, third place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty close to what I'm playing. I have a field of the dead, but it's pretty close. The field of the dead is some hot fucking tech. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. You're running, you're running the torrential gear hulk too. Yeah, the torrential gear hulk's actually super needed because this deck is hella slow. <laughs> like you just, you just need to have this flash threat, and it, you know, because what happens is this. This deck never taps out on its turn, and I think that's why Tassiger is really good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at some point, because you're just countering all your opponent's things, you cast Torrential Gear Hulk, you, you know, recast into the story or something like that, and you just win the game. Do you often use Thought Scour as target yourself or target your opponent? Uh, it depends how early in the game it is. Um, this deck does n- want to have the you know, your opponent right. to have seven or more cards. So once you hit that, you're usually going to hit yourself because it allows your Mystic Sanctuary to be better um, and, you know, adding things for your Tassiger. But I would probably say the first four turns of the game, short of having a Tassiger in your hand, you're always hitting your opponent. Interesting. And is there any other way to put cards in your opponent's graveyard other than obviously making them spend it? Colgon's uh, command. <laughs> yeah, so, well, a few, like, this is almost like a Jeskai list, I would say, in Modern, where, you know, every, like, everything they play, you're going to kill or counter. Mm-hmm. It's sort of thing. So, like, I, because I was la- low on Drown in the lot, because I was like, I don't know how you're, like, getting things in your opponent's graveyard, but, you know, when half of your things counter things in the deck or kill things, it's not very difficult. Hmm. That's how I felt with the card in, in Snow. Yeah. Man, if only I had Force of Negation. So, so like, the, be a really fun list to play. Yeah, because everyone's like, well, Drown on the Lock doesn't, like, counter stuff on turn two all the time. And it's like, so what? You have, like, a pile of other shit that deals with stuff on two, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you have bolts, spell you have snare. snares, you have pushes. Three you have spell snare. Let me force just... of Negation. Like, yeah. Let's yeah, circle just... back. Three spell yeah. snares. Yeah, I've seen this that... playing four, too. It's yeah. so gross for the snow deck. Yeah. It's necessary because, like, you know, that's where you're going to, because your drown locks aren't going to be good for a while. So, spells, the spell sphere is super necessary and it's really good for that reason of just, like, you know, getting their turn to play. And then now they have a few things in their yard and your uh, drown locks are disgusting. The card's really good. Really, really good. Yeah, this deck looks like a lot of fun, actually. One of the biggest issues I had with Snow was um, creatures that, when they resolve, put value, like a lot of value on the board, like Urza, <laughs> like yeah. leaving behind a thing. It was like, man, we just didn't have enough counters that hit creatures. We had a lot of counters for spells because, like, force negation, but like creatures that came down quick and like left value behind were really hard. And I was like, oh, drown the lock. I'm like, cool. That yeah. just fixed that problem. Yeah, because like, this deck, <laughs> like, I think it's almost just a strictly better version of Jeskai because you're never going to lose to a creature deck with this while also having a ton of good counter spells for yeah. whatever your opponent plays. 
the the biggest issue of Grixis has always been how much damage you do to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But um, they've got a bunch of Kalidas's and Collective Brutalities in the board for that. Yikes. Can we... Sorry, can we move to 8th place? This deck. 3 Oko, 3 Teferi Time Raveler, 1 Jace the Mind Sculptor, 4 Ice Fang Codals, 4 Hierarchs, 3 Spell Quellers, 4 Stoneforge Mystics. I have played against this deck a bunch online, and I fucking slap it around. <laughs> but it looks snow. like so much it's fun to play. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just costs the amount of a, of a car to play. Screw the rules, I have money. Yeah, no, <laughs> no big deal. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, this deck's sweet. What a pile! Yeah, so What's again, they've the got sideboard. Hmm? This oh, the white, the white Le- blue human. Lavinia. Yeah. I hear that's good against yeah. uh, amulet, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we had we had someone that didn't read the card. They thought it. They thought it would make Titan not be castable unless you had six lands, which is be fucking Whoa. berserk against Amulet. <laughs> but uh, no, sadly, non-creature. Well, Tron, yes, Amulet, not so. Yeah, yeah, this deck's sweet. Um, I put against it. It's been showing up a lot. Again, it's got the three Oko, three Teferi. Uh, I like that they have the Noble to, to push it out. And then on games where you're not ramping, you just have Kotal on two. Or, uh, and the Noble opt. does such a good job, too. Yeah, what's your Kotal's hit for two? Oof. Yeah, it's really strong. Yeah, this deck looks sweet. And Spellclaw wow. is quite powerful. I think, uh, it, needs, I think it needs another another uh, artifact in there. But Yeah, no, this deck's sweet. Um, you I, guys want to go back to second the second place deck? Because sure. like, it's not a standard burn deck. Yeah. Like, this is prowess oh. slash burn. Yeah, they've got a really interesting know. list here. Um, I've played against this online, too, the Seal of Fire. The Seal of Fire is the dead giveaway. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll let you go over it, Dan, since you pointed it out. Yeah, so, like, it's because it's not... It's a mix of burn and prowess, because you're not getting these, like, super high payoff cards um, in prowess like you would with... Um, what's the, the dog for two mana? That's a one-two... That gets you know plus oh, two. You're mm-hmm. talking about the kiln fiend. Kiln yeah, fiend. fiend. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, and, and no, no uh, revelers either. Yeah. So what you you just have this like you know t- you know your creature suite is goblin guides, monastery swift spears, and soul scar mages, and then you're playing things like lava spike, light up the stage, rift bolt, skewers, lava dart, lightning bolt, seal of fire. Like that's the entire deck, and it's all four ofs. Yeah. Should we take some time to appreciate? Every- it's literally all fours. Yeah. Except for basic mountain, which is a twelve. It's, it's divisible by four, and yeah. bone, bone crusher giant in the sideboard because you can't have a divis- <laughs> like you yeah. fifteen cards on the board. You can't divide this is it by the cleanest fucking list. I like that they have the full eight uh, horizon lands. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can play more than that, right? Nope. Like, yeah, no. There's no other red one. It's red. Yeah. <laughs> I just like is this better? Because I feel like I would want to lean either towards the burn plan, you know, because pl- I think isn't idle on great right now if you're playing against all the Urza decks. It mm-hmm. is, but like if they're on the downswing, because we haven't been seeing much of them in these events, right? If they're on are the th- downswing, then having them on the board is better. Are they in the events, or are they are like are they in the events and not doing well, or are they in the ev- like just not showing up? I don't know. I haven't played against it as much as I was. Okay, um, but because it was at that SCG tour like all over the place two weekends ago. Yeah. I don't know. People's opinion on it seems to be turning. I think it's still really powerful, but I think there's a lot of... No one's got, like, a really great list hammered out. There's one in 29th place. Yeah. But uh, Bonecrusher Giant, uh, we played against it out of Jund. We played this weirdo Jund deck that was playing, like, three of them, maybe two or three of them. And it was kind of annoying. Like, just, like, 
kills like your random blocker or shoots your plane planeswalker for two so they can finish it off with like a bolt or a cold guns command and then they just play like this idiot four three that like shocks you if you try to kill it wow that's a that's a three mana four three yeah with an upside holy lots crap. of upside holy yeah. crap. the creature of it has upside and it also has a shock staple to wait it. you should yeah. just play four of these instead of smash the smithereens or skull crack well, they're playing both but yeah <laughs> No, I mean, like, you should take one away from those and then add the oh, fourth Bone Crusher. Yeah, maybe. But, uh... Yeah, it's not that many efficient, but... Yeah. Um, sometimes you just gotta go fast. I just... I just like, seal of Fire, really? Yeah. Seal of Fire is the bee's knees, man. When I used to play Rug Prowess, Seal of Fire was actually reasonable, and the reason is because you want to... You want to put damage on the board, but the problem is, is sometimes shocking them to give prowess is not good because they will then play a blocker and you won't have any more removal. Seal of Fire lets you get your prowess triggers now and still have removal to remove a blocker later. So it's the it's the best of both worlds. I guess you can like bank it. Yeah, it's basically like, like it's basically um, like just adding another gold. Exactly. Yeah, it turns on your spectacle as well. It, it does a lot of really good things in this deck. Oh yeah, Don't. you can spectacle before combat. Yeah, this is big brain time. And uh, you can light up the stage into a swift spear or a guide, which is really important, right? Like you need to push damage as quick as possible. So, <clears throat> and I think Seal of Fire is really important in this deck. Uh, Lava Dart also being bankable for uh, spectacle is good too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, this deck's pretty sweet. Um, I played it against it. Can kind of peter out is the problem um, because its stuff isn't as efficient as a normal burn deck. Um, Although we did, we did lose to the slowest. We, we played against an opponent with this deck where they had like a bunch of Skewer the Critics in Light of the Sages stuck in their hand and they had to cast them for three. I think they cast like two or three Skewers for three that game and we still died. It was really sad. <laughs> we couldn't find our Oko game one and like we just died to like three mana, three mana bolts over like 10 or 12 turns or something. <laughs> it was so pathetic. I think it's on a, a video somewhere. I'll have to share it. But yeah. Uh, also, uh, someone tell... Um, was it uh, Takashi... Oh, what's his name? The Japanese pro that loves fairies? Um, Sight... Uh, what's his name? It's funny because anytime I think of fairies, I think of that French guy. Yuta Takahashi. Yeah, Yuta Takahashi. Sorry, you were saying... I was just saying, every time, every time I see fairies, I think of that French guy. What French guy? The guy played against, uh, the only, honestly, like, the only thing I think of, he played against uh, Frank Carson, like, a while ago. Mm. And he was like, oh, I'm like, I'm so close to, to being a pro. And I was like, oh, hey, you like fairies, that's probably why you're not a pro. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea who that is. Um... But uh, fairies has been showing up here and there. I've seen I've seen fairies list creeping into five O lists. People are playing it again. Drawn on the walk. This list only has one, but I've seen other lists of more. And then brazen borrower has uh, really cranked up the the number of fairies people are playing. It's kind of funny. Good fairies is a great deck. That's fairies sweet. is a is an awesome deck once it gets going. Yeah, bitter blossom. Fairies is a deck that is legal in the modern form. Yeah, exactly. That deck is really on or off based on whether it has Bitter Blossom on two or not is the biggest problem. Right. I, I just don't see a way around that. Like until they print Once Upon a Time for enchantments and creatures, like in black or blue, which is not happening. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be overpowered by any means. Or just preordained. 
Yeah, oof, preordain, yeah. Anyways, I think that kind of wraps up our overview of what's been going on in modern. <laughs> I think we're going to wind down to the end unless anyone else has something to add. You see that Mel deck at 16th place? Oh, I did 16th. not. There's Jesus. Mel. Jesus. With the new blue castle, Manic Scribe. Oh, God. Jace's Phantasm. It's just, they're doing it. Beautiful. Quick unrelated question, Chris. In your current list of amulet, are you running Castle Garden Guard Garden Gardenbrig? Pride Rock. Gardenbrig? Garenberg? Yeah, whatever. Garenbrig? Yeah, um, I played one on Friday. I was a bit of a doubter. Is it good? Played one on Friday. Card's actually pretty good. I, it seems good. And just, you know, pay four mana. Cast the Titan? Seems to be good. It's a little bit more restricted than that, but yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's it's a plus one ramp. I think the the card I think opens up a lot of interest uh, I don't say a lot, but it opens up some interesting things where you might normally not have had to think about them. So it's like now if you have four mana in play and one of them's a forest, you can just play this and make a titan. Which was not a thing you could do before, right? With just no amulet in play mm-hmm. at all. So you can have times where your opponent's like, oh, he has four mana, next turn he'll play his like fifth. He has no scout, he has no Zusa, like even if he plays amulet, like he's still gonna be neutral on mana that turn. Like there's no fucking way. And you're just like, LOL, Castle Garenberg, here's a Titan. <laughs> got him. <laughs> fucking got him. <laughs> I had a scenario where I had two ambulance and no forest, and Castle Berenberg itself made the fourth mana to activate itself. <laughs> oh. Wow. It's like bounce land, land, play castle, untap, make a green, untap again, pay four, make six, play a titan, kill you. Jesus. Cool. Good to know. Pick it up. The only thing I don't like about this, uh, one thing I don't like about it is that it incentivizes you to play these breeding pools, right? This is why you're seeing everyone playing two breeding pools, mm-hmm. two gemstone mm-hmm. mines, which I think um, dramatically hurts your ability to splash another color in your sideboard. Yeah. And makes it now that you have a painful mana base, a little bit painful mana base. So, like, one of the good things, like, one of the reasons why it was like, oh, yeah, burn's like a buy. Well, part of that had to do with the fact that you never took any damage from your mana base. Right. I know it's not necessarily the case. But you so can like, make it the case, Having to right? bounce your breeding pool and reshock it all Ugh. the time to like be efficient it seems like it's kind of brutal. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. But like you don't necessarily have to run their breeding pool. Like there's n- like there's nothing saying here that you like I'm not seeing anything at least right away that says that it's better than a forest. It makes well, but you're cutting gemstone mines. But like, why not just keep four or three gemstones mine, three gemstone mines, and just add an extra forest? Um, blue, blue for transmute is something you you like doing. And now that people are like screwing around with, Oko, yeah, like, I was just gonna say you gotta cast your sideboard out. Right? Hmm. Like I was playing three fucking Okos in my deck on Friday. Um, I was playing a Thornwood Falls as well. Actually. I guess oh, I'm wow. just thinking I'm in the mindset of like a broke person who isn't going to buy Oko's anytime soon. <laughs> You're broke for Oko? 
No. It's just that, like, Gemstone Mine... No, John. It lets you play all these, like, off-color cards in Cyber. So, like, the, the 14th latest tier that I'm looking at right now, it has, like, what? Four sideboard cards are fucking lands. There's zero red cards, zero white cards. Got them. Right? Nah, I guess technically... Bad. What? I think it's bad. Um, like, technically Dismember is, like, an off-colored spell, but... Seems bad, yeah, man. So it, it, it's like the cost of playing Garenberg is not being not having access to like path or a braid, depending on which way you're you're going there. Yeah. So is it worth it? I guess I mean, it could, seems like you could probably cut like, yeah, bog at this point. Yeah, a lot of people are cutting the the main deck to the bog. That sounds like you're not. But this is like the most like new cards Amos gotten in like years. Yeah. Right. So the. You're still people are still figuring out like what's the best what's the best way to build that's that? why i come to like, you. you i rely on people, you people some people still like play karns and if you play karn you can't play once upon a time but it's like oh you don't play once upon a time but oak is really good too but if you play too many oak your once upon a time suck for the same reason they suck in the karn version and like this guy's playing four grazers no snakes to like protect to, the oko i guess you're supposed to already have all this shit figured out man that's why i come to you that's why people come to you and like this rot farm, very suspect. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the rot farm. The only thing I can think is like to make feel the dead better, and like you're so you're splitting up your bounce lands more so because you're stacking up on like two of castle, two of breeding pool. I would only just run one castle instead of just all random stuff. Anyways, all right, let's. Uh... <laughs> I mean, we can talk about any all day, exactly, but, uh... but we're not. <laughs> We'll have to have people tune in another time to hear more about Amulet, and maybe Chris will have figured some more stuff out for us by then. I think with that, we're going to move into our slot of the week, deck on deck, talk about what card or deck you are totally hyped for right now. And I guess we're going to start with Dan, since he's the guest. Dan, what are you super hyped for? So I finally got my stupid sexy Okos in the mail (laughs) this week. So I'm excited to play with those. I've been playing the Grixis. I've been playing the Grixis control list. Uh, uh, Sam Black was playing a Soul Tie version of it, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, I'm someone who thinks Mystic Sanctuary is probably one of the most underutilized cards in modern right now. I'm really into into the story. You know, this is the first time I've ever been actually excited for a modern control list. I've always been pretty low on them, but. Yeah, I think Demir Control is where it's at at the moment. Good old Demir. Interesting. It's because uh, that sick, nasty drown on the lock, man. Yeah. And yeah, I think I, I honestly think one of the biggest things that people aren't talking about is the end to the story. I think that's a lot better win condition than the previous uh, Planeswalkers, which are just four or five mana. You can actually, you know, I think I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast, but like the fact that you can actually do have a good pass go control list that wins at instant speed, whether or not it's with a torrential gear hork, Hulk, or this into the story, I the decks are a lot more consistent, and I actually I think Field of the Ruins the deck that a lot a card that a lot of control lists should use because it allows you to passively put a lot of pressure on the board, which a lot of decks aren't yeah. um, capable of handling. That makes Word. sense to me. I'm intrigued. I'm going to have to pick a copy up. It's probably super yeah. cheap now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Chris, what about you? Speaking of Field of the Dead, that's my thought of the week. Field of the Dead. Deck, uh, cards too hot for standard. Must be good in uh, other formats. But um, I, yeah, I'm trying to put together some bad. Are you brewing? Oath of Nissa deck. Are we brewing? Yeah. Uh, Chris is addicted to Oath of Nissa. That's why he's had my copies for like two plus years now and never won an event with them. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I need um fellow guardians. So yeah, I someone I think Daniel, not not you, Daniel, different Daniel. Bye bye, Daniel. That Daniel. Bye bye, anyway, Daniel. Um, he oh, it was actually a while ago, but now he sent me this stupid fucking list that five owed, and it has some. It has a little bit of everything. It's got some Field of the Dead. It's got some Ice Fang Codal. It's got some Primeval Titan. Oh, yeah. And it's got some Sahili Cat. It's got a Jace the Mind Sculptor. It's got some Okos. It's, it's, got, it's got it all. Deck's got it's it It's like the spam of decks. <laughs> Just grind it all up and put it in a can. And it has Oath of Nissa, too, for some reason. That's how you tie the room together, my dude. I guess it's like, you know, how else are you going to get all these you know snow basics for your codals and then cast your Sahili rise yeah got him copy your codal draw card so good oh, that good shit right there man like don't, like it just seems so sick right you just like play your primeval titan Go get fill the dead plus another land, and then you copy it with your Sahili to attack and go get make some zombies. It's like playing amulet without playing amulet. It's bad amulet. You never played a deck like that before. Oh, never. That was a lie. <laughs> All right, Steven, what are you super hyped for? Elder Deep Fish. Elder Deep Fiend. Yep. Yeah, deep I'm gonna fish, that I'm gonna, deep fish pizza. I'm gonna I'm gonna play that play that list. Uh, as soon as the, oh, well, at least I'm going to try to carve out some time to, to play that deck, um, uh, that I talked about earlier with the, 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 the Elder Deep Fish and Prize Amalgams and yada, yada, yada. Uh, hopefully as soon as the, the format goes live on Moto. You should call it Elder Dope Fiend. Elder what? Elder Dope Fiend, because it's dope. Dope Fiend. Yep. Although it makes it sound like it's addicted to dope. Which <laughs> is maybe not what I was going for there. It's the deep feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, what about you, John? Um, I'm the Cypher Pioneer. Uh, I don't have a deck picked out yet. It's probably going to be some sort of blue-white control deck, honestly. Um, it's very, it's really dumb. I feel like it's probably not going to be long for the format. I think Oka's really dumb, too, so why not play him while I can? Um crush on some kids i don't know uh i've been making a lot of tickets playing four color snow control online like i bought a 54 tick oko with just winnings from leagues which felt pretty pretty good now i know how chris felt when he got his foil okos with tournament winnings um so i don't know i might just play like the best control deck i can as long as it's a good like as long as control is good i'll probably just play the best control deck i can find in, in pioneer and just like grind leagues win money Ooh easy no i think there's gonna be a lot of people playing absolute garbage and i'm just want to like carve through them like a knife through hot butter hot i see i think butter. it's i think it's gonna be the opposite i think people are just gonna be playing broken shit 
Control's good against. I mean, you hear a lot shit. of talk about um, a target red coming back. Yeah, if that's the case, I'll just to play punish it. all these people. You know, trying to play cutesy bullshit. I gladly I play a target red. Completely forgot about a target red. red. Yeah, right. boss red. A target red. Doing. I'll play that too. Like whatever. So yeah, I'm probably playing with the sweetest good pioneer deck I can find and just grind leagues. That's Word. that's the game plan right now. Yep. Well, that brings us to an end. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on and being our guest. Uh, Dan has been added to the Discord along with our past guests, so he can uh, chat with all of you there. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get on the Discord, right? You're gonna ship post with our uh, our listeners, Dan. Oh no, I argue with people. Oh, okay. that's, that's yes. my thing on the Discord. I yes. like Excellent. call people out, and you know, that'll get, get them too to join. About things that'll get them to join. <laughs> We're gonna have Dan playing Amulet in no time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the permeating mass of decks <laughs> everyone everyone becomes a copy of permeating mass and brings their copy of amulet to fnm with them anyways anyways uh speaking of discord you should uh go sign up on our uh to our patreon it's only a dollar it helps the show out a bunch uh please and you can argue with dan and you can argue with dan well, that's just what value else, right there really what else can we really offer you uh, you thought Oko was good value. Well, I mean, you just get to argue with Dan for a dollar a month. Hours of argument. <laughs> it's the old uh, uh, Monty Python skit. I'd like to have an argument, please. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think that brings us to the end. Thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more of our content, you can head on over to mtgconflux.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter under the same name and like Steven said you can support us and join the MTG Conflux community at patreon.com slash MTG Conflux or by buying MTG Conflux shirts or winning one in a bet. Oh, on, hey, I have one of those cool new designs coming up soon. Nice. On redbubble.com. Check out Steven's new design when it eventually makes it out. You can check out links to both of those on our Facebook and Twitter pages. And if you have any suggestions or comments, please reach out to us. We'd love to read them. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. 